Blog Talk Radio.
second let's see if this changes anything uh i'm waiting for um oh it looks like it did change something i don't know why that happened okay um okay so i'm getting multiple feedback indicators that indicate that i'm still having a sound problem i don't understand why that is because i did find a, a um sound is good now Okay. So anyway, I'm just going to continue forward. Father, we just thank you and we praise your name. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the days that we have ahead of us that we can continue to serve you. We praise you, Father God, for uh, the information that you have given to us uh, through so many different sources that we're able to track right now, uh, many of which, uh, much of which is um, very, very exciting uh, because uh, we see um, more and more people awakening to these things. Um, it's not as many as we would like to see, Father God. We don't know exactly how long <clears throat> we have until our departure, but we sure hope, Lord Jesus, that you will come quickly for us. Uh, we pray together in accordance with Matthew 18, verse 19, where two or more are gathered on earth concerning uh, uh, concerning anything that they ask. It will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Praise you, Father. And we're just asking you right now in Jesus' name that you will count us worthy, Luke 21, 36, to escape all these things that are about to come to pass and stand before the Son of Man, our Lord Jesus. We want to stand before you at the wedding supper, Lord. And we pray that you count us worthy. And we also ask you in the name of Jesus to pour out a spirit of trust, a spirit of energy, a spirit of um, health upon many of us. Some of us are suffering from those things. A spirit of determination and perseverance. Um, we need all of these ingredients in our in our makeup right now more than anything, Father God, and uh, especially to trust you more than we 
probably do inherently because we see all the scary things and that are happening around us right now um, and uh, the, uh, the incredible confusion that is being caused by the censorship industrial complex, as some refer to it as. And, um, and you know, Father, we, we, there's so many things. There's warnings of everything from warnings of VMPs to the beginning of World War III to attacks from China to uh, just so many different dynamics that are being reported right now, Father. And we want to stay crystal clear and sharp as watchmen and be at the ready because your scripture does tell us for those who do immerse themselves as they ought in the New Testament, they would understand that, yes, it does rain on the just and the unjust, as it clearly states. And also Ecclesiastes 7, I believe it's 14, is very clear that both the good and the bad things come, you know, ultimately from you. And and First uh, Thessalonians five verse sixteen admonishes us that we need to be in constant and com- uh, prayer and communi- uh, uh, praise, uh, and 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 because this is the will of the Father. And Father, we we you know. It, it makes me stutter to even think about some of the things that are being promised to come down upon us. Uh, yet at the same time, um, you know, we have to we have to recognize that our fellow brothers and sisters in the Fox's Book of Martyrs that there were other believers during Paul's time on the earth that went through some pretty horrible things. Um, you did mention in the Olivet Discourse uh, that there would be persecution and all kinds of stuff, and you know, we don't know what 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 it holds for each and every one of us. We don't know precisely what might happen. But at the same time, we do believe um, in, in your confirmations, Father. These are only your confirmations. The, the the fact that I wrote an article called, you know, multi-phased rescue mission based on Luke 12, 35, 36, 37, probably over, t- well, I guess it was about 10, well, maybe, t- I don't know how long. I don't even know how long uh, 2011 is from today. But Father, uh, and then to have other people, other believers write books on it and come on the show and talk about it and actually having figured it out from different um, angles. And um, the confirmations are just absolutely fabulous. We praise you for them. And all we need now is your help and your promise to help us to uh, understand anything that is a part of our life that doesn't harmonize with your perfect will for us and anything that we can do to help other people to, 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 to give, to love, to be Jesus to other people on this earth in the meantime, that we can lead people through our actions, through this love that we show for one another, as we ought to be doing, uh, and um, and helping us, Father, we pray that you will help each and every one of us just be absolutely anointed with strength. Uh, you know, many of us are very weary. Many of us are working incredibly long hours. Um, it, these are some pretty dark times. Uh, there's a lot of threats that are flying around out there. Uh, the Antichrist, as far as I'm concerned, uh, beyond any shadow of a doubt, my mother has not been wrong in the two prophecies that she had about me, uh, or you know the one the one in particular which is the one that I'm fulfilling right now by being on this radio show uh, and um, also uh, the one where the antichrist is a mulatto man who is almost exactly my age and was alive on the earth at the time and for you to to tell me that at the age of 10 um, for you know father th- th- through my mother like that was just one of the most amazing uh, recollections that I had it was crystal clear when you brought it back to my memory uh, shortly after uh, after I had heard some prophecies on YouTube and all of a sudden I remembered I remembered with great clarity and I thank you for that father God because it gives me much 
uh, I am I am convinced beyond any shadow of a doubt. We have fellow brothers and sisters all over the world that have believed this. There's even an article we praise you for this, Father God, from back when uh, I believe it was something like 2008 that was taken uh, in a poll where over 25% of of um, respondents to the poll in the United States had estimated that Obama was going to be the Antichrist. So this is something that has been placed on the heart of so many believers, so all over the world. And for those of us who are strong believers in the Bible and understand that Amos 3, 7 says essentially, you know, in so many words, it says, you know, surely the Lord God does nothing without first revealing it through his servants, the prophets. So, Father, we praise you for, 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 you know, I praise you. I thank you for bringing me up in the family that I was brought up in, uh, for being accustomed to um, interpretation of prophecies and being involved in that, uh, you know, in spiritual warfare methods and all the other things that you, you exposed me to many years ago. My walk has not been easy, but nevertheless, it it has been incredibly beneficial, Father, for me to be able to help other people. I praise you for that, and I ask you in the name of Jesus, please. We are looking for anything that you would be. We we know that you would want not one to perish. We certainly don't believe, not for a second, that you want us to be thrust into the days uh, that are going to be much darker than they are right now, very soon, uh, and possibly sooner than we even realize. And we just give you all the praise, honor, and glory. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your advocacy. We thank you for loving us when we were in our darkest time. It's hard for us to even imagine, and we give you all the glory forever and ever. May we, may we, if providing we receive the crowns that we hope to receive, at least some, that have the honor to throw them at your feet because you are our king and our first love. And we thank you. We praise your holy name, and now to him, our Lord Jesus, who is able to keep us from stumbling and to present us faultless before the presence of your glory, Father God, with exceeding joy. And to you, Father, our Savior, who alone is wise, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power, both now and forever. Hallelujah. Amen.
God. Thank you, Jesus. You know, uh, so if I sound like I'm fumbling and bumbling and, you know, big, big, dumb bumbling thing kind of thing tonight, well, then um, it's because I've been in back-to-back meetings all day long and i'm just you know uh it's just been it's, it's been like drinking from five water water hoses uh but anyway praise god um i uh, did have a nice healthy uh uh protein bar and uh can of tuna so that was uh, the extent of my food today <laughs> and uh it's going to it's it just praise god you know thank you jesus you know there's a lot of people that are um you know being affected very negatively a lot of fellow believers uh that are being affected very very negatively uh, in regard to the um the dynamics that are occurring in the world today uh we also are living in a time when the scripture is very clear by saying words like there will come a time there will come a time and you know that um you know when it was penned uh usually you know most most scholars estimate somewhere around 380 through the through the uh through the power of the holy spirit of course uh you know actually put on paper or parchment or whatever um but anyway um you know you, you when you pay to the pay attention to those details and you pick up the nuances you know like where Jesus said it rains on the just and the unjust well so we know that you know for example uh when the meteor strikes off the uh coast of uh Puerto Rico uh the uh prophetic estimates are something to the tune of about 22 million people on the east coast of the United States will will go to heaven i don't mean go to heaven i mean a percentage of them will go to heaven. Those will be our fellow brothers and sisters. We also know, uh, you know, that those those who, uh, you know, made the, made the cut, praise God, and and were able to uh, stay steady on the on the narrow path. We also know Isaiah fifty seven one says that the righteous perish, but no one takes it to heart. The merciful men are taken away, while no one no one considers that the righteous is taken away from evil. And also Psalm one sixteen verse verse fifteen, where it says, "Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death." of his saints. So, um, you know, uh, it, 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 it's, it, these things happen. You know, it's, it's, it's absolutely kind of silly for us to, to estimate that when there are major cataclysms and things happening. I mean, what about the believers in the churches in, you know, various parts of Africa that have been victim of direct attacks on the church buildings, um, had grenades and things like that rolled into their church services? Um, you know, for us to assume that they did something wrong to or you know that that's just absolutely not in alignment with the Bible in any sense of the word. Um, so it's really really important. Praise Jesus! It's so important. I I got a wonderful testimony last night from Sister Nancy. Thank you Jesus uh, about. Um, <clears throat> You know, uh, just uh, things that we talk about in general on the program and uh, how she was able to take some of that information and pass it along to a friend of hers that was getting sucker punched into some of the Old Testament stuff, thinking that it was okay to uh, align their prayers in that fashion. Jesus overrode the Old Testament in in so many places, it's really kind of unbelievable. Uh, And that's why we are living in the love covenant. And, And even... 
we, we're supposed to show love to everybody. Uh, we're supposed to love our neighbors. We're, we're, we're not supposed to have any uh, unforgiveness in our heart. As a matter of fact, there was a, the one lady. Now, I, um, I could look it up. I mean, I think you could, too, if you go and try to find an archive, probably on YouTube, of uh, Sid Roth's programs. There was a lady. If you can find it, I, I don't know that I can. I, I would have to hunt for a while. But she had been taken, you know, to hell. And uh, I think, you know, the, the caption on the YouTube video was, uh, you know, something like supernatural NDE lady was taken to hell and saw Christians in hell or something like that. And um, sure enough, when she came back, she had uh, she was telling people it's because of unforgiveness, you know, in, in your heart. So, again, if you if you're living in a very difficult situation, if you um, got a, you know, something bad that has happened to you in your past as uh, William Law, who I believe was a pastor, I'm not sure I have to go and look it up again, but uh, William Law had, was quoted as saying, Nothing will make you fall in love with a person faster than praying for them. And, I, and I'm here to attest to that. Um, I'm not going to get into the details of the things that have happened to me over the last 10 years, but they are noteworthy, uh, very noteworthy. And um, many of them were outright overt attacks from Christians. Um, so um, I'm, I'm intimately familiar with that. Uh, I, I know what it feels like to you know have not just a knife stuck in my back, but a chainsaw stuck in my back. And, um, and it's, and it's okay. You know, it's okay. Praise Jesus. You know, I, um, it makes me, it made me and taught me to be very cautious because there's an awful lot of Christians out there who believe that they've got things figured out, but they probably don't so much. Um, and so anyway, um, you know, so we, we have to be very careful on this program. It's not easy. Um, we have a lot of, uh, lot of, lot of people that uh, I don't even know if they're listeners of the program. Um, they may be, maybe not. Maybe they were at one time. I don't know. Uh, but they still, you know, folks will send me a lot of links, you know, and say, please, you know, take a look at this. This is amazing. This is awesome. This person's really hearing from the Lord. And then we go and we investigate it and they're saying, stuff in their prophecies that we already know is not true. It's not correct. Um, so then I'm thinking to myself, well, if they got this one wrong and that one wrong, then how much else do they have wrong? And, you know, it, 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 it's a complicated time that we live in right now because, you, again, you, if you haven't read the Stanley Fraudstrom prophecy, matter of fact, you know what? I, I, you know what I think I'm going to do? People do have a hard time finding things. I don't know why, but it's under critical prophecies. And when you hover your mouse over it, it gives you a whole humongous drop down of various prophecies that you can look at. Okay, it's got the Son of Kenya prophecy. It's got the uh, Stanley Fraudstrom prophecy there regarding the seducing spirits that would be released by our Heavenly Father upon the world during these days, in fact. And, um, and then, of course, we have the information that we were able to get from that uh, awesome brother in Christ that um, used to be a Satanist, but... Um, was rescued by Jesus and, and now is uh, just a, a humongous uh he teaches people, he warns people about what uh, he was you know, essentially hired to do by Satan uh, when he was living in Africa. And uh, he had spoken with John, resulted in us having the, that beautiful and most necessary white paper entitled Combat in the Spiritual Realm, uh, uh, How Satan Stops Our Prayers. So it's, you know, it's, uh, it's just one of those things where you just, I cannot more strongly recommend that people read that. Um, I've done several prayer vigils dedicated to it, uh, uh, or, or, you know, I, I should say at, 
two of them, but one of them in great detail and also have repeated it on days when I had to do best of shows, traveling or whatever the case was. But um, it's just so important. And I even uh, – so I'm, I'm kind of thinking about putting the Stanley Fraudstrom Prophecy as another post right on the main page of uh, Tribulation Now so people can find it and read it because we need to be aware that these things are happening. Now, if you're not a prophecy-minded person – then you're probably not much of a reader of the New Testament. Um, and really, when it comes right down to it, Amos 3.7 says what it says, and it means what it says. The problem we're dealing with is that we're dealing with the very end of times. There are people out there that do not believe that. There are people out there that do not believe that Obama is the Antichrist. There are people out there that don't believe a whole lot of things. And they believe whatever they want to believe. They believe what's coming from, you know, whatever people that they're listening to hanging out on the top of the seven mountains or whatever the case is. Uh, and uh, and we have to pray for them. You know, we ought to lift them up. Also, at this time, in the mighty name of Jesus, I want to lift up Glenda Lomax's um, family, from members of her family that are in the um, – area of the massive uh, fires that are occurring in uh, the Panhandle, I think they call it, of Texas, and uh, further north of there, they're very massive, um, probably set to go after the cattle. Uh, we know that they're trying to starve us to death. We know that that's, you know, Jesus said pestilence and famine. He said a lot more, too. Uh, so, um, you know, it, you know it, we, we don't know how far these things are going to progress until our rescue mission occurs, you know, until we are taken out of here. Um, uh, you know, it could go down a lot of different ways, it, but I feel, you know, I, I feel pretty confident that David Doetry's vision was the real deal. Uh, there's too many surrounding circumstances. There's the Sori Park where he was taken to heaven and told by Jesus, by Jesus, he was told that NASA would come on the TVs and tell everybody that the aliens took the people. Of course, that aligns up with what I believe is the case with uh, the so-called uh, blue, you know, um, Project Blue Beam. Uh, there's so much artificial intelligence lying going on out on the internet right now. All kinds. Man, let me tell you something. I, it's it's a lot worse than people think, uh, and it's getting worse. It's getting more and more worse. And um, anyway, so we live in some really creepy, weird times where there are deep fake. You know, they've had deep, deep what they call deep fake videos for a while. There's even some uh, new um, services out there that you can use to um, uh, test. You know, you can put a video, you can drop a, like a YouTube video or something like that, that that you're suspicious of. And somehow it has the ability, or at least they claim to, to be able to tell whether or not there's AI used to fabricate you know, the information. It has something to do with an analysis on the eyes uh, of the person and, and, you know, what's the way the sun is shining and the shadows and everything else. And so I don't know. I've never put anything like that, any of those things to the test, but I have been seeing an awful lot of, um, you know, videos out on the uh out in the internetosphere that um I have to hold them uh, you know I have to hold them at, at, at arm's length I'm not really so sure that I totally trust them uh you know and um you know and I can tell you also people that are in denial uh, even if it is a legitimate video people that are in denial will use AI as an excuse to um reject it 
They'll say, oh, yeah, 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 that's, uh, that's Photoshopped. Or, oh, yeah, 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 that's, that's uh, artificial intelligence. Or, oh, yeah, 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 this, that, and the other thing. Uh, so, uh, you know, you've got to really be careful. Um, and it's, it's gotten bad. As a matter of fact, I, I added this disgusting, I don't like it, but I, but I think it's worth hearing from the Antichrist himself. Um, you know, uh, and, and he's right. This is exactly what is happening to all of us right now. You just have to flood a country's public square with enough raw sewage. You just have to raise enough questions, spread enough dirt, plant enough conspiracy theorizing that citizens no longer know what to believe. Once they lose trust in their leaders, in mainstream media, in political institutions, in each other, in the possibility of truth the game's won you just have the game is won so um you know there are those uh out on the in the internetosphere of distrust uh that that we all should have a, we all should have a very healthy distrust and we should also have a very healthy distrust of um now i'm I, i'll tell you what here's what i'm going to do uh, hold on just a second. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Okay, hold on a second. I know I have this put on. Hmm. Well, not there. Um, not there, not there, not there, not there, not there. Now, where in the... Where is it? That is so strange. Okay, now it looks like I have lost my... Sure enough, the I, Apple iPad thing is up, um, I, but where in the world is my Google Drive? My Google Drive's up. There it is. Found it. Now, I had pinned this to the uh, uh, quick access bar, like, and it, I don't know, I just, I, sometimes I just want to smack my computer into another dimension. But anyway, um, uh, hold on a second. Let, let me see this, if I can find this here. All right. All uh, right. Okay, C-O-M-B-A-T, there it is. It's not that how Satan, there it is. Praise God. Um, and uh, there it is. That's PDF. I'll take that. All right. And so in the um, How Satan Stops Our Prayers, Combat in the Heavenly Realm, it, it also mentions the spiritual realm inside the actual article. You have um, John Melindy, who... Uh, had met with this guy. Now this guy's all over. He, I, I don't want to say he's all over the place, but he's he has come forward on the internet. He's he's uh, interviewed. He tells uh, this and much 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 more about the work that he did when he was a Satanist, but now he is part of the body of Jesus Christ, and that's a wonderful thing. But uh, at the very end, if a person pays close attention to this, um, uh, and when they read this, you will find, you'll, you'll discover, it says, um, you know, where John Melindy toward the end, it says, do you mean that an angel can be held captive by demonic forces? And he says, the man did not know the scripture at the time that he was saying all of this. He did not know very many verses at the time. He said, it says, he was just sharing his own personal experiences. He said that they could not hold the angel very long because as other Christians prayed elsewhere, reinforcements would come and the angels would go free. However, this is the most important part. If the Christian responsible did not pray through, 
In other words, just took their prayers for granted, walked around, said a couple of, you know, light prayers. Praying through means you really push in. You really push in. And he talks about this. He talks about the more that you push in to the Lord when you're praying, the more uh, fervently you pray. uh, As you get deeper and deeper into your prayers, you will, um, the Satanist in the spiritual realm will see your prayers go from essentially a wisp of what appears to be an incense, which is scriptural, and then, uh, and then it like catches fire, and then that holy fire uh, creates uh, like a fire vortex and melts the firmament uh, that's above the, uh, the demonic or spiritual realm. And the demons scatter in all directions away from that. They're absolutely horrified of the holy fire of God. So he goes on, so however, quote, if the Christian responsible did not pray through, the angel will remain captive. Then the enemy would send his own angel to them as an angel of light. That is how deception comes. False visions, false prophecies, false leadings, uh, or guidance in the spirit, and the making of all kinds of wrong decisions. Many times the person is open to all kinds of attacks and, uh, and bondages because of this. Okay, and and I know from personal experience that the one thing that bypasses the ability of the demonic realm to attack your prayers, uh, other than praying through and, and fervently praying, the effective fervent prayers of a righteous man avails much. John five sixteen, I'm James five sixteen b. Okay, the um uh y- you know, and there's some oh my gosh, oh my gosh, there's so much pr- proof of this. Second um, Kings twenty verse five, you have Hezekiah, and God says to him, I have seen your tears, and I will answer you. If Hezekiah hadn't really leaned into his prayers to the Heavenly Father, he'd have died. Okay, so, um, and that's not, and then you got Jonah. Jonah was distraught, and he cried out to God, and God set him free from the belly of the whale. But anyway, um, so there's, you know, the evidence of, of the importance of praying through and really leaning in on your prayers is, is it, it's, it's overwhelming. And then um, you have this testimony of a person who, at you know, when he was a Satanist in Africa, uh, he had, um, you know, had actually been sent by Satan into the spiritual realm for the purpose of quashing, uh, you know, uh, Christians' prayers. Uh, They would watch, and they would see, and they would try to stop them before they would catch fire. Once they caught fire, though, providing that that Christian would stay, uh, you know, walking in holiness and righteousness throughout the day and not slip up, uh, they would be able to operate under an open heaven. Praise God. So, Anyway, that's a really important article for everybody to be aware of. Um, if you want a copy and you don't have a copy, you can send me an email at jbaptist777 at gmail.com, and I'll try to get, get it to you. But I will tell you this. My job is kicking me so hard right now that words cannot describe. Um, the greed, I, I, it's just overwhelming. And anybody that I, every, pretty much everybody that I've talked to that is in the workplace, and I'm not going to sit here and drop a series of names, but I will say that I'm getting lots and lots of feedback about that. Uh, it may not be at every company, uh, but there are a lot of them. Now, do they know something is coming? Does the owner of the company know? You know, we don't know these things. You know, we're just, you know, pawns in the game, really, when it comes right down to it. So, and we, you know, and we know that it rains on the just and the unjust. And, you know, and, and, and don't even get me going on the Fox's Book of Martyrs. 
I, I personally believe that any Christian who hasn't read at least the first couple of chapters of the Fox's Book of Martyrs really doesn't truly understand what our fellow brothers and sisters don't even look. Even I, I can't remember the scripture and verse, and I, I have to go look it up, and I'm not going to take the time right now. But um, there's um, there's a po- place in the Pauline epistles, I believe, where Paul mentions something to the effect of that there have been some brothers and sisters that have been sawn asunder cut in half. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I I think it's very, very important for us to pray together as much as we possibly can. Now, of course, during the mornings, you know, you're going to want to pray through and push through. Don't be doing mamby-pamby little wimpy prayers. That's that, um, Look, it's even in, look, I can even share scriptures with you to back all this up. I mean, you know, it, first off, you have the scriptures for, uh, with the, with the, uh, with the, uh, the, um, Prince of Persia holding back the angel that was trying to deliver the uh, uh, you know message for uh, Daniel during his 21 day fast and you know then an archangel had to be sent down I believe it was Gabriel that had to be sent down to uh, to to break that the in the, the angel that was being held back had to be broken free needed some help all right um, and then but then you also have in the New Testament you have a um, and maybe maybe oh fiddle faddle I, I must have rebooted my computer at one point today and because I normally keep my P- PC study Bible up and running constantly it's um well, well let's just wait and see. Hold on a second. There it is. Where? Oh, it's okay. Well, oh, okay. Good, good, good. So, um, so you got First Peter three seven, I believe it is. First Peter three seven, and it says, "Husbands, likewise, dwell with them in understanding, giving honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel, as being heirs together in the grace of life, that your prayers may not be hindered." Well, looky there. So, um, uh, now. Think about this. Do you honestly believe that your prayers being hindered is only when a husband and wife are not getting along? Because if you do, then you're missing it. You're missing it. The, the thing about it is contextual analysis of the Scripture will frequently lead to a wrongful understanding. When you get past that and you start to uh read your scripture with a um, understanding that some of the scripture was prophetically talking about times before the earth's existence. Some of them were talking about, uh, you know, Lucifer, uh, you know, back uh, before he fell. Uh, There's, you know, and a lot of times there's metaphors used like the king of Tyre, but then later on down in the verse, it'll say, and, you know, it'll it'll come right out and tell you that it's talking about Lucifer. And then, um, but then you have also the eternal, um, length of time. Uh, you've got the, uh, the, you know, the thousand year millennial reign period of time. I got into a discussion with somebody who was talking about the uh, burning weapons or the pile of burning weapons in Israel and how, you know, that's supposed to go on for seven years or whatever. And um, I, I was troubled by that because the way I was read what I was reading into the things that were happening around the world at the, at, at least at the time was that, um, you know, our time on earth was likely limited. Now, what was interesting was the Lord had sent, sent somebody to me, which happens very frequently, out of the clear blue sky, usually somebody I've never heard of before, and then they send me something. As a matter of fact, that happened with the Stanley Frobsham prophecy. I didn't ask for that. I didn't even know it existed. Somebody out there just out of the clear blue sky just sent it to me. 
So the Lord has a way of either using believers or using angels on the earth, because remember that Hebrews says, be careful how, you know, who you entertain, because you might unwittingly entertain an angel, which would be a man angel. In that case, it would be an angel that has incarnated into a human body which you find with lots, you know, the story about Lot, and um, there's just so many places in the Scripture. It's, and, and a lot of people just don't understand these things, and that's okay. Um, I praise God for what he has shown me, um, and and it's a, and, and you know what? It, I, I wouldn't want to be without the information that the Lord has shown me. I'll tell you that, because uh, it, it's hard. Right now, when we're looking out in the internetosphere, wherever it is you may be searching for information, you've got to be ultra careful. You got to be real careful because there's an awful lot of wrong information. I know it's wrong. All right. And uh, so anyway, I'm not going to get into the hows, the whys, and the whats. I could quote things that were said on certain programs. You know, uh, you know, Henry Groover met with Steve Quayle. Steve Quayle asked Henry Groover, you know, what does the earth look like from space? Because Henry Groover had been taken by the Lord out into space. And he said uh, that he saw that the earth was a sphere, that it was a round ball. Okay, now, but we don't want to call it, you know, don't, you know, don't go up against somebody, and there's no point in it. You know, in Galatians 5.19, it says we need to stay away from contentions and dissensions. Now, those tend to be pretty um, strong. You know, if you look those words up, they do, dissensions and contentions tend to be pretty aggressive um, disagreement. Uh, but then you also have, you know, the our, our command to not cause dissension amongst the brethren, you know, do not cause division amongst the brethren, okay, which is in Proverbs 6.16, okay, it says, these six things the Lord hates, yea, the seven he despises, or something like that. And then the last one is like, uh, and creating division amongst the brethren. You know, uh, Paul said that he entreated and to entreat is essentially to say, well, you know, please do consider this brother prayerfully and take it to the Lord in prayer and just, you know, let well enough alone. Remember this. Remember this. Let every man seek his own salvation with fear and trembling. Amen? And then, you know, if you've got to end a conversation, if you see a conversation going sideways that you're trying to have with somebody, don't, don't push the issue. It's just a mistake. Trust me. Believe me. I, I've had times where I had actually crafted responses to people, uh, to things that they had sent to me, and uh, the Lord said, no, nope, drop it. And I did. And then I praise this holy name for, for reminding me to drop it. Uh, the, you know, a man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. Don't forget that. And don't forget, here lies the body of William J., who died maintaining his right of way. He is right dead right as he sped along, but he's just as dead as if he were wrong. So we need to avoid those confrontations because we are living in a very dark time right now. And there's an awful lot of our fellow brothers and sisters that have been misled by goodness gracious knows what. And so, um, uh, and, and they're, they're dogmatic about their belief systems. Okay. And you, you can try, but I believe in the power of prayer. I believe in the power of praise. And I also know that God our, our Lord, our Heavenly Father, tests the righteous. Okay, so if you don't think, you know, if you don't need chastening and you don't need to be smacked upside the head, believe me, when you're going to get chastened, you're going to know you're going to be chastened. You know, you, you'll know. You'll know, okay, that you're being chastened. Uh, you, at least you ought to know. Um, uh, and if you don't, uh, then let's just hope that, you know, the circumstances are such that you will have an opportunity to be able to repent and, and get yourself back in alignment with the Lord. But 
um, uh, you know, but when, but then you got to go through the fiery trials that are to try you, okay, as if something strange has happened to you. You know, we're supposed to rejoice during those fiery trials. Praise God. We're supposed to give praise in all things in prayer in all things. Praise God. First uh, Thessalonians five sixteen. Praise God. So anyway, these things are very important to us. We need to walk in it. We need to trust God. We need to pray for that trust. We need to fall in love with Jesus. We need to keep our priorities in order. If you want to do some doom scrolling, you want to go out and look for this and that and the other thing, fine. But make sure that you're spending your time seeking Jesus. Sing songs to him. Get on your knees. Talk to him. Be vivid. Talk to him about the things that trouble you. Tell him, uh, you know, the things that you're having trouble with. You know, Lord, I'm having trouble with this. Can you please help me get, you know, get over this problem? You know, Father, can you please, you know, and, and, and praise him for it. Get up in the morning and lift your hands. Praise him out loud. Say, thank you, Father. Praise you, Father. I know that the answer to my prayer is coming, and I'm going to praise you for it now because I know that I know that I know that you're going to answer it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Be like Abraham was with Isaac. Okay, take it up to the last second if you got to, but never stop praising. Okay, never stop uh, seeking the Lord. Never stop falling in love with Jesus. Ask the Lord. Tell him I need. Look, in the beginning of Charles and Francis Hunter's book, they knew that there was life and death and the power of the tongue. And then, of course, you get First Thessalonians five nine uh, five nine First uh, 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 Thessalonians five nine, where it says, uh, "If we confess of our sins, He, our heavenly Father, is faithful and just." How about that? Oh, that's a powerful word. To forgive us of our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Okay, so then, you know, so it, it's real important that you do the best. You've got to seek God. You got to. It's got to be fervent. You really got to mean it. Okay, lean in, pray through, take it seriously. Catch those prayers on fire that they will not be hindered. And if you can speak in tongues, speak in tongues more than you've ever spoken tongues before. Let me tell you something that bypasses the demons. They can't get a hold of your prayers, no matter what. Let me tell you, you get bumped to the front of the line of the petition stack. Hallelujah! All right, now, all, and I know that because of things that have happened to me personally, uh, and uh, when you compare those to, um, when you compare, what is going on here with this? Oh, okay, cool. Um, no, it doesn't want to, that is just the weirdest stagnabbed thing. Okay, I'm, I probably have to reboot again, but anyway, I'm not going to do that now. All right, so Kit, are you ready? All righty then, kids, what do you call a moose? With no name. Not a horse with no name. What do you call a moose with no name? Anonymous. Anonymous? I want to be anonymous. <laughs> Kids, what do you call a duck that likes the 4th of July? A duck that likes the 4th of July. A fire quacker. <laughs> What do you think? Come on, kids. Let's, okay, let's see if we can get three out of three. Kids, what do you what do you call a hat for your leg? A hat for your leg. It's a knee cap. <laughs> Come on. Okay. I'll take it. It's been a very long, hard day. Oh, goodness gracious sakes alive. Thank you, Jesus. All right. So. Um, on that note, let's go ahead and move through the news. Um, there's everything is progressing forward. It's just that, uh, you know, there are, um, 
there aren't any delays, and, and everything is moving. It's just not moving quite as fast as many of us thought it was going to. But there are an awful lot of threats. For example, we do know as a fact that the mainstream media news lied out like badly to us from many, many different mainstream media sources about this notion of a 6.3 X solar flare, X class solar flare being the cause of the uh, cellular phone services outages. Because interestingly, or sadly, actually, um, it turns out that in the midst of that uh, very unusual cyber attack, probably a test to see if they could, because really when you think about it, they're going to want to take down everything. Because that's what's going to instill the most fear into people's hearts is to have absolutely nothing. No way to call the cops, no way to do this, no way to do that. Um, and, you know, for them to blame it, you know, we it's just way, way too coincidental that that happened pretty much at the same time as the primary um, insurance uh, broker uh, provider for both Walgreens and CVS for United Health uh, got hit at the same time with an attack as well. So um, I, you know it's it's very difficult nowadays to be certain because well I work in I I know what I'm talking about believe me it's it's uh, some pretty some pretty uh, it's it's worse than people think if you have an opportunity to go to prime if you have prime and you can I don't even know if it's still free it was free with a prime membership you could look up zero days zero spelled out z-e-r-o space days d-a-y-s zero days watch it I can tell you personally that it is telling you the truth it is also one of the primary reasons why Edward Snowden said, I'm out of here. It's also uh, a similar dynamic to why this guy, what is his name, Burnell or whatever, that immolated himself, you know, set himself on fire outside the Israeli embassy. He was working in, uh, you know, according to the reports that are coming out, he was working in intelligence services. And he saw evidence that was supposed to have, you know, you know, that had to do with Gaza and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, that, that was uh, a big uh, motivation for him to do what he did. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I am an, a casual onlooker. I think we all need to keep our hearts and minds stayed on things above and not on things of this world. Colossians 3, verse 2, I believe it is. Uh, 2 or 3 in there. Um, you know, and, and, and remember also... Then in James 4, 4, James, you know, the brother of Jesus, and what a wonderful book James is. I, I could do a whole show on James. It's just an amazing book, amazing book. Uh, but in 4, 4, it says, Adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that being friends with the earth is being at enmity with God? You know, sometimes I think to myself, if I was going to, if somebody came to me and said, if I could only read one book of the Bible, I would be torn a little bit because I know there are special blessings for people who read the book of Revelation. 
So I'd want them to receive those special blessings, but I'd also want them to read the book of James because, boy, it just it's just one home run after the other. <laughs> it's absolutely powerful. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And I got a really cool book about some mysteries that are woven and hidden into the book of Job, but uh, I haven't had a chance to go through it. I, well, it's, you know, it, it is the way that it is. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And we give praise in all things. All things. Even when things get bad, even when it rains on the just and the unjust, okay? Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, so we need to, you know, these things are things that we need to be in tune with. I mean, right now, especially, right? All right, and don't, you know, but remember, we were not given a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and of love and a sound mind. Remember that when Stephen was being stoned, he saw heaven. He saw glory. He wasn't screaming, ow, 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 dang, all oh, that hurts. Ah, You know, um, he, the, the heavens opened up. I mean, it was, it was, a, it was a, it was like almost like an Isaiah, I am undone experience for Stephen. Now, um, you know, there's, you know, other things that you can read about, um, but um, that, that, you know, you, I'm not going to get into them, um, you know, that were common for those times, uh, you know, the, the, Stuff that happened to the Christians during Nero's rule, um, of course, Pope Innocent. What a what a name to give a pope. Pope Innocent III was responsible for sending mercenaries on horseback out for the sole purpose of killing those awful heretics, like the Bogomils, uh, which is where I believe Wycliffe was a part of uh, Wycliffe. So anyway, um, praise Jesus. I think I have that right. I'm not sure. I have to double check my uh, memory on that. But anyway, it's a lot to remember. Uh, you know, um, I, I used to take all kinds of notes and hang them on the wall here, but um, there's just so much going on right now, folks. And then with my job and everything, it's insane. And if you, and again, I am praying for every single listener to this radio show. When you lift me up in prayer, I'm like, Father, please, in the name of Jesus, anyone who so much as mentions me momentarily in a prayer, Father, I pray for an anointing to fall upon them, a tenfold anointing upon them in the name of Jesus. So you're, so I'm, and, and I'm not only that, but I'm, I'm always praying for, for the listeners of this program. It's just, you know, something that I do. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Because we're all all in this together. We're all in this together. None of us, none of us want to have, you know, can you imagine what it would feel like to have, you know, the David Doetry vision actually coming true in front of our very eyes and then have NASA come on TV and say that the aliens took them? And then you're like, oh, no, I'm still here kind of thing. I would freak. I'd be like, no. Okay, so I, you know, I, I, I pray that you pray fervently with me. Uh, especially, I, I always pray this on the prayer vigil, very openly, that we are counted worthy. It says, pray always. Luke twenty one thirty six says, pray always to be counted worthy. Pray always to be counted worthy to escape these things that are about to come to pass and stand before the Son of Man. And interestingly, that is woven into the Olivet Discourse in Luke 21, where right after where Jesus tells us, just look. He's, he's, it's, a, it's a type of a, a, a metaphor, really, uh, where he says, you know, look at the fig tree. Zen Garcia likes to call us the fig tree generation. Well, we are. We are. So we are living in very exciting times, although, yes, it can be a little bit troubling. Whatever you do, 
just spend lots of time worshiping Jesus, praying in tongues, praying through if you don't have the gift. And if you don't have the gift, you should seek the gift of, of praying in tongues. Okay, um, you know, uh, so if you get, I, I've, anyway, I, I won't get into it, but I've done some prayer vigils where um, I uh, encouraged people and, uh, you know, showed them, told them about how they could go about it. And I've received emails from people that had received the gift of speaking in tongues uh, just by virtue of, you know, my coaching, you know, my coaching uh, live on the radio show. Now, I don't remember which one that was. It's way back when. Uh, but but anyway, praise God. You know, that's awesome. Uh, there's um, There's also... The Daniel Sweet teaching, I haven't been able to find that lately. If I find out that Daniel Sweet is no longer doing the Daniel Sweet thing and I'm not breaking any copyright rules, I may be very well tempted to burn off the copy that I have, if I can find the, DVD, the CD, burn off the audio and put it up on the website for people to use because it's pretty darn good. Um, and there's some other ones too, praise Jesus, uh, that will help you uh, receive the gift of speaking in tongues. Because a lot of people, re- you know, the, the Pentecostals, one of the things they, they don't have correct, is this idea that everybody automatically must receive the gift of speaking in tongues or else they did not receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That's what they think, but that is not what the Bible says. All right, but anyway, that's okay. Praise God. Um, And I know people that um, did have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but they didn't have the manifestation of speaking in tongues until, uh, you know, somebody took it upon them to say, look, you know, follow me. And they took him back in private and they prayed with him. And, you know, one of the best ways to, to, for you to have that manifestation occur is to be in deep prayer and praise. And especially when you are in the presence of other people that are speaking in tongues. Um, two good places to go for that is the Assembly of God churches and also the Pentecostal churches. Okay. You know, you don't need to go in there and say, I think I have the baptism only. Don't, don't upset the Pentecostals, you know, because they will gather around you with their their um uh um you know with with their elders, etc. And they will they'll they'll dump it on you. They'll dump it on you. They'll surround you. They'll pray. They'll pray so hard, boy. Let me tell you something. So will the assembly of the God assembly of God folks. But here's the thing: hit them up on a Wednesday night. And wait until everybody gets out out of the way. Wait until everybody gives themselves Jesus hugs and high fives and all that kind of stuff, and they start, you know, mingling their way out of the back, and then go up to the front. And and it's especially effective when you find a church that only has like 50 people or so, because those smaller churches are not usually very big. Tar- the, the Satanists that infiltrate the churches go after the bigger churches. Okay. So anyway, um, uh, so when it's a smaller church, uh, you'll get that personal attention. And, you know, even if they only have about three or four elders, they'll, you know, if you go up to them and say, look, listen, I, 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 would you please pray for me to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and just leave it at that. Don't say, you know, don't share opinions. Just ask them if they'll pray for you on a Wednesday night when things start to clear out. And they will. They'll, I've seen it happen. All right, and uh, and that's another thing that you can do. Praise God. So anyway, I highly recommend it. Glory to Jesus. Now on that note, let's go ahead and blast in to the news. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? It's not normal. It's just wrong. It's not normal. This is disturbing. Over. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. 
Hey, AccuWeather reports, February snow moon will be unusually small. They're calling it a micro moon. Folks, let me tell you something. The moon's rotation around the Earth is equidistant. It doesn't get bigger and smaller because of its rotation. But that's what these folks are telling you now. I have a study by a a scientist, an Italian scientist that I downloaded from Cornell University that was peer-reviewed, and it specifically said, his name was Iorio, and it was written, the title of it was, On the Eccentricity of the Orbit of the Moon. And he had used laser um, testing equipment to determine that the Earth was in an elliptical orbit around the Earth. Well, now they're lying outright about this, and they're calling it a micro-moon. That is yet one more lie that uh, we have to tolerate uh, amidst all the other gazillions of other lies and misconceptions, which there are plenty of those as well. Okay, uh, next one up. Hallelujah. Everyone is again warning of nuclear war with Russia. So who do you believe? Do you believe that Medvedev is actually threatening nuclear war? Do you believe the claims that they're rolling out? You know, there was one person on Twitter that claimed, you know, they showed some uh, video of some of the big, uh, bigger nu- nukes that were mobile nukes, you know, on, on, and such. In, in, uh, you know, they were the Russian t- of the Russian variety. But as it turns out, the rotation of mobile nuclear weapons from one place to another is the whole reason they're on wheels in the first place. Okay, so uh, one of the, one of the things that Russia did that was very intelligent was to uh, put a pretty good number of intercontinental ballistic nuclear missiles on moving vehicles, and so they do rotate them and move them to different places on a regular basis. You think they're doing it now with all the threats that we're throwing at them, lobbing at them, with all the you know Moldova, Moldova is now uh, you know trying to impose all kinds of unacceptable. Uh, requirements on the people of Transnistria, which are actually Russians. There's trains that go, uh, you know, through uh, the southern Ukraine and bring goods and stuff to Transnistria. You know, Putin's come right out and said, you, you dork with those train tracks, you do anything to stop us from being able to, you know, do good things for Transnistria, and you're going to regret it. And I, and so far, to the best of my understanding, they have not they have not even attempted to attack those tracks. Which is, considering all the evil things that the Azov Battalion, the Nazis, have been doing, and what would you expect from Kazarian, from the George Soroses and the Zelenskys and uh, these other entities that are out there? These these tears, these, they're just seething evil on a level that we can just, we can't wrap our, our minds around it. It's so bad. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Italy. Italian television is making fun almost every day now of Joe Biden. And it's true. They actually have little bits that are a couple of minutes long and they have a guy that looks like Biden, and he fumbles around and falls over, and people pick him up, and they try to dust him off, and then he wanders around the podium behind it. And, and Italy's just flat out. <laughs> they can, I mean, it's just – I've seen something like three of them already. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. All right, the next one up is Netanyahu. He told CBS that after they're done with Rafa – It'll be just a couple of weeks before they have what they call total victory. That is so highly suspicious to me. And uh, for so many reasons, I can't even begin to 
to enumerate them, not to mention that they're already in the process of bombing Hezbollah, and Iran has just given the green light to Hezbollah to go full full bore against Israel. So we can expect some pretty bad things to happen there, uh, and they have been happening. I've seen some of the fires from some of the missiles, and, and, and it's not the Hezbollah of yesterday, folks. We're not dealing with the Hezbollah of yesterday. Okay, that's the problem. So you got Colonel Douglas McGregor that is very vocal about this and saying this country cannot treat the Middle East like it used to treat it because these are now very, very well armed groups that have extremely accurate missiles. And they just put a satellite up in orbit, Iran did, with the help of Russia uh, that I believe now I'm not positive about this, but I suspect it's probably uh, outfitted with uh, missile guidance uh, equipment on it, uh, if my hunch is correct. And I suspect it is, especially because of the ceremony vision in Libya and all that kind of stuff, because um, we're getting pretty close, I think. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Praise God. Oh, OK. Now the soundboard wants to. Oh, there we go. OK. So as it turns out, 200,000 new Houthi fighters have just joined up. So according to Al Jazeera, which is in Qatar. Okay, and they are very close. And they're also the ones that are acting as the intermediaries to try to I don't know, get some sort of an agreement going on and stop the stuff that's going on in Gaza or, you know, put a, the brakes on it. I mean, right now we got Jordan's Air Force. Uh, Jordan's Air Force is now flying uh, out and around. OK, uh, so I guess they're, they're probably avoiding Israeli airspace for lots of good reasons. And um, uh, they're coming around the water. Uh, and they are dropping, well, care packages uh, out of the back of their planes uh, for the people of Gaza so that they can have water and food and things like that. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So um, that's uh, that's a pretty cool thing for them to do, I think, uh, under the circumstances. The circumstances are, well, they're not very good. All right. Now, this particular guy, I do not know who he is, but evidently he's supposedly pretty well known. Uh, but listen to what he says about the amount of people in the United Kingdom that have been put you know, under arrest by the police for stuff that they put on social media. Okay, so just, you know, we got to watch our P's and Q's, keep our, we got to stay tuned, folks. We got to stay tuned. Okay, because if you know that you can do more things for Jesus, you know, you don't, you just got to be careful, folks. This is a very dark time that we have on earth. And it's a it's just a sad, sad, sad shame when someone is not able to see what's going on around them and check those boxes and understand it. Okay, um, and when they can't, they're you know they're they're very apt to believe something different. And unfortunately, I mean, if 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 I had you know, 10 bucks for every person that I could mention, you know, but I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. The Lord has told me I'm that I don't want to cause division amongst the brethren. I don't want to be that person. The Lord has admonished me about that. And I, I warn other Christians that do that. And some of them receive it and some of them hear the warning. Other ones don't. And that's sad because unfortunately they'll be held quite accountable for that. All right. So anyway, let's listen to this guy. All right. Bring it up. And in Russia uh, last year, 400 people were arrested for things that they said on social media. In Russia. Media. 400 people in Russia. Obviously, this country is very different. How many people do you think were arrested in Britain for things they said? George Soros, boogeyman. Oh, wait a minute. In Russia last year, Bagnabit. 400 people were arrested for things that they said on social media. 
400 people in Russia. Obviously, this country is very different. How many people do you think were arrested in Britain for things they said on social media last year? Go on. Take a guess. I have no idea. 3,300. Really? Arrested for what they'd said on social media? Yeah. What sort of things get you well, arrested? Well, one example I give in my show is uh, there was a young woman from Liverpool uh, called Chelsea Russell, and people can look this up. Uh, her friend was killed in a car crash, a 19-year-old woman, and she posted the lyrics of his favorite song on her Instagram. And there was a rap song, so the lyrics contained several instances of the N-word. She was arrested, prosecuted, found guilty, given 500 hours of community service and a fine, tagged, and for a year, she was under 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. curfew. My goodness. In Britain. In Britain. In 2018. In All right. Praise God. So uh, these are the kinds of things. In Russia last oh, year. Oh, goodness gracious. Uh, this guy doesn't want to be quiet. All right. So anyway, it's one of those auto-playing shorts. that They, they call them shorts, S-H-O-R-T-S, on YouTube. And they're kind of annoying because they auto-play and you can't shut them up half the time. All right. Next headline up. Praise God. Massive fire at a cattle barn. Breaking news. Uh, you know, this is a couple of days ago. Uh, numerous firefighters are on the scene battling a massive uh, blaze at a cattle barn. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Uh, and, um, again, uh, this was located in Rock Island, Illinois. So, again, the forces of darkness continue to burn out anything that provides food for us. Uh, and they are working on disease acts, as we all know. Um, don't even get me going on some of the stuff that's going on right now, folks. It's just insane. I mean, I, I have shared it already. If you're a regular listener, you're very well aware of it. Um, if you're not a regular listener, then you may not be well aware of it. <clears throat> but the threats are very uh, in your face. <laughs> okay. So anyway, not to mention that in May, which is right around the corner, uh, you can believe that uh, the entity that refers to itself as Biden or the black witch Kamala Harris, either one of them is going to sign up the United States of America for compliance with the World Health Organization treaty. Okay. Which basically, in so many words, allows them to take full control of the country, eliminate all of your so-called constitutional rights as if they still existed uh, with the weaponization of, you know, the evil ones. Uh, and, and they, they just arrested another person. I'm not, it's just unbelievable. It's, the stuff that's going on is unbelievable. Speaking of unbelievable, look at this one. Bill number HB 1894, vaccine safety in lettuce and tomatoes. You probably think I'm joking. No, I am not. All right. And so I'm not going to play the whole thing because it's four minutes and 49 seconds long. But what I will do is read the little introduction to it. Tennessee state lawmakers said during a recent legislative session that various companies and medical entities are capable of injecting vaccines into lettuce, tomatoes, and tobacco. It says um, Republican State Representative Scott Sipicki, uh, C-E-P-I-C-K-Y, said during a House Health Committee hearing on Wednesday that the public should be wary of vaccines being intentionally put into foods commonly found at the grocery store. So he's writing a bill so that they have to market, you know, so warn people. All right. So anyway, uh, we'll see where that ends up. Okay. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And if Soros and Alex's evil, satanic, reptilian son uh, weren't bad enough, get this. 
Soros decides to scoop up at least, you know, his, you know, whether it was his son that did it or whatever, or whoever controls the 20 billion that he uses for all all sorts of evil. Um, uh, you know, just bought up, get this, 220, 220 United States radio stations prior to the 2024 election. So they're doing everything that they can do because they're concerned. They're concerned that Trump will get in there and start immediately dismantling all that they have built. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Skyrocketing, says World Net Daily. The number of attacks on Christian churches explode. Experts are warning a skyrocketing number of attacks on Christian churches mirrors the general anti-Christian tenor of the Biden administration policies and home at home and abroad, it says. And it says in this new report from the Washington Stand that details how such incidents of violence have exploded 800% over six years. Anybody think that there's anything unusual about that? Not me, because Jesus warned us about it in the Olivet Discourse when he was asked, what will be the signs of the times of your coming? Okay, and that's how we know we are part of the fig tree generation. All of those boxes are checked. Okay, it's just we don't know to what magnitude they will increase. Okay, uh, so anyway, we got to keep our eyes open. We got to listen carefully uh, because if it, if it comes to a point where you know we start to see people you know disappearing that should not be disappearing. Oh, by the way, the rumors, uh, the the, uh, the very very pervasive rumors out there. Uh, you know, at least in the 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 Twitterosphere uh, about some guy supposedly being paid a bunch of money to go put a bomb on uh, Tucker Carlson's car, uh, that turned out to come from a rag mag and uh, was not proven to be true. So if you happen to stumble across that one, um, uh, after some digging on my end, uh, it turns out it was uh, essentially, um, you know, kind of like the onion, you know, kind of like, uh, 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 what's the name of the other one? But anyway, uh, you know, the... Um, uh, uh, the uh, the one that starts with a B or something. Okay, whatever. But um, uh, but those are those are parodies. So evidently, there's a parody site out there that um, put that up. Now, how they? I don't know. How can I don't know? It just the whole world is upside down. It doesn't make any sense. It's exactly like Jesus said it was going to be. We know that we're part of fig tree generation. We we're, we're seeing these things unfold right before our very eyes. This is exciting. We are commanded to watch. Jesus said, if, if, the, if, if, if the master of the house knew when, when the thief was going to come, he would watch. Right? So, we, so watching now is more important than ever before, but not more important than your relationship with Jesus, your personal, intimate relationship with Jesus. So we got to get our priorities in order and try not to let this world get us down in the meantime, okay? Remember that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. Sound mind basically means we shouldn't be freaking out. We need to trust God. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon you because he trusts you. Isaiah 26, verse 3. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. All right. El, Sal El, El, El Salvador's president uh, spoke at CPAC, and he said that he believes that the things that are happening in the United States strongly indicate to him that the United States may collapse. 
Okay. Now I, I'm I am summarizing that. I could read the whole spiel. You know, um, uh, he, he talks about the the government being financed by treasury bonds, and you know, people not wanting to buy them anymore. Uh, you know, money printing, pa- uh, paper backed by paper. Don't even get me going on the real estate b- bubble of derivative derivatives at the tune of two quadrillion dollars. Holy moly! Don't even get me going about the new Basel 3 and guess where Basel 3 which is which which regulates the bank guess where it comes from yes the very land that our friend Klaus Schwab hangs out in isn't that fascinating all right praise god thank you jesus so anyway we're 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 surrounded by the darkness we know that we are we can see it everywhere um uh you know stan um uh there was a prophecy like i told i i mentioned many times where our heavenly father spoke through brother dan of god's healer seven and said that i want you to pay attention to the events okay that is a very, very important thing. As a matter of fact, it's so dagnabbit important. Let me see here. Uh, let me type in the word events. There we are. Um, now let's see if I can find it. It may be a little harder. Wait a minute. Okay. Uh, measured, not, but in events. Here it is. It's one minute and six seconds of prophecy from Brother Dan of God's Healer 7 from a, a ways back. And I took it to heart because thus far I have not had a single time that um, uh, that Brother Dan hasn't hit the ball out of the park. I mean, every single time the Lord spoke through him. Uh, I was like, wow. It was oftentimes confirmations of things that I already knew were going to happen and were in Scripture. Praise God. So it's just incredible. Uh, You know, talking about, you know, the hosts of heaven versus the spiritual beings from the, you know, interdimensional realms and and all that kind of stuff. Uh, You know, uh, it's just amazing. Just amazing. So anyway, here's the prophecy. Like I said, it's one minute and six seconds long. I'm going to play it for you right now. Here we go. The journey continues as destiny approaches. Time is measured not in hours, but in events. Let the humble man proclaim my glory, for I am the everlasting light. Remove turmoil, and what remains is peace. Remove sorrow, and there remains joy. Remove doubt, and there remains hope. Remove All right. So uh, for the sake of time, you heard what he said. He said, do not measure time in essentially hours and stuff. You know, don't look at like that. Watch the events that are occurring around you, which, by the way, is the whole reason why there's an Olivet Discourse. It's the whole reason why Paul wrote the second letter to the, the Church of Thessalonica. They were getting all antsy. They were like, well, Jesus is coming, obviously. Jesus is coming, obviously. I mean, you know, we can just tell that Jesus is coming. So we're, and, and, and Paul had to admonish them. He told them, uh, I think it was in like the third paragraph of, of uh, uh, second, the second letter to the Church of Thessalonica, he said, if you don't work, you don't eat because they were being busybodies. They were quitting their jobs and, you know, uh, hanging out and Jesus is coming any second now. I'm not going to, you know, and, and that's not how the early church worked. 
The early church worked more like a gathering, and the main reason they they worked, quite honestly, was to seed into the kingdom and to give, and to give. Okay, and they gave to everyone, as it says in the book of Acts, they gave, they gave, they gave to everyone as they had a need, very much like the Amish do. If you study the Amish, which I have done, because I come from Amish land, uh, when one of the people in their, you know, uh, I don't even know what, I forget what they call them, uh, but, but anyway, if, you, uh, if you're all under the same bishop or whatever, um, that's leading your group, and one of your kids gets sick or whatever the case is and needs an operation, they just go around to all the other people in the, in the Amish community there, and they all chip in. Um, I, I read some articles about that, and it's fascinating, too, because the doctors are paid in cash. <laughs> I don't know where they keep it. Don't tell nobody. And they are going after the, the uh, Biden administration and the weaponized uh, – uh, you know, the, they, they're, they're going after the Amish now. It's just a horrible, horrible, awful thing, and uh, I just – it's just unbelievable. But anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So the Washington Post – uh, says that the European Union is, con- Union is considering a ban on repairing cars that are over 15 years old. Wow. I guess I need to raise my hands. I hope they don't bring any of that weirdness over here because I really don't want to buy another car. I just don't really have much of a use for it. I don't drive anywhere hardly at all. Anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And, you know, I personally, you know, if I'm going to go to the airport for some reason because I'm being forced to or whatever, um, I, I just take an Uber. Um, it's just faster, easier, less to, things to bother with. They drop you off. You run inside. You jump on the plane. You go. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Aaron Bushnell. This was the guy that immolated himself, which is a fancy word for setting himself on fire. It turns out that he, according to the reports that are now coming out, it says that his actual job involves the process of intelligence data. Some of what he was processing had to do with the Israeli-Gaza conflict. Bushnell knew that the United States was deeply entrenched in the slaughter more than has been officially admitted and he refused to be complicit. And then it goes on to say, you know, that was the driving force behind what he did. So anyway, um, uh, there's, it just, you know, it's, it's, it, I'm, I'm not going to comment on that. I, I wish he was a believer. Uh, you know, I wish everybody was a believer. I wish those people would come down off the seven mountains. I really do. I pray for them pretty regularly. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Next one up. More stock sell-offs. Turns out that Bezos, the uh, head guy for good old Amazon, um, Elon Musk, and Zuckerberg, and many other super rich people are selling stocks in a massive way. Says these three people alone have sold shares worth over $42 billion within a few days. And this particular person, who calls himself Matt on uh, Twitter, uh, he says that there is a storm coming because they know what's next for us. And then, of course, there's all the reports about, you know, um, just uh, 
people building, you know, shelters underground and things like that. Now, that's been going on. Those reports have been coming out for a while. I've seen reports uh, from years ago where people were saying all the elites are going underground, you know, and they didn't turn out to be true. They didn't turn out to be true. What seems really weird, though, is the die-off of the Blue Bloods. Seems pretty weird, don't it? Looks like if, if, if the die-off continues at the rate that it is right now, one will have to ask themselves if the House of Windsor is going to be around much longer. Very weird. A lot of strange things like that happening right now and, and hard to really figure out. Now, there's a lot of people out there that say, oh, well, that's because of the prayers of the saints. And I'm like, mm, no, 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 it's bigger and worse than that, for sure. Um, I, that, that, no, because I watch the people. I listen to the people. I, I had a person write me and they said, can you please hook me up with what it is you monitor on your Twitter feed? You know, do you mind telling me what your handle is and this, that, and the other thing? The problem is Twitter does not provide the ability, nor would it matter if they did, for a person such as myself who silently monitors other people. Because first, if I was able to output it, you would have to understand how the algorithms work, and then you would have to control the feed, which is what I do. I know how the algorithms work. I know that they monitor how long you look at a particular picture. So if you sit there and stare at you know, funny cat videos, you're going to get a lot of funny cat videos. I don't want funny cat videos. I don't want them. And if I see too much of something coming into my feed that I don't want, I get rid of it on purpose. I know how to essentially communicate with the algorithm to get the results that I'm looking for. All right, so anyway, praise God. So again, there is there is no feature for me to hook you up. I wish there was, and it wouldn't matter anyway, because if you don't understand the algorithm and how the algorithms work, then you're going to have a very hard time keeping your feed clean. You'll start getting stuff that you don't want, and that can once once the uh, you know once you poison that feed and it's all dorked up, then it's kind of hard to bury yourself back out again without starting a new account, and then you got to start from scratch. All right, praise God, thank you, Jesus. Brazilian protest, according to General Flynn, he says, yes, humanity and the World Economic Forum is at a breaking point. He says, a lot of people think that. A lot of people are pointing to things that are happening around the world. A lot of people are pointing to some of the stuff that I'm, you know, you got the one uh, member of parliament in uh, Germany that's very vocal about the evil that's going on with all that stuff in the backs of the backs and all that. You've got uh, the, uh, the, you've got a lot of stuff coming out. And so what's happening is that, that there are hopeful people out there, which there always have been that are hoping that that combined with the election of Donald Trump is going to restore the United States. The problem is that they don't pay close attention to the rest of the world at all, and that's a mistake. The world is made up of many, probably a million, brothers and sisters in Christ that may be at the wedding supper. You know, and you might say, well, is that a remnant? Well, do your math. If there's 8 billion people on the earth and the Catholics are supposedly 2 billion of the, uh, of the ones that profess Christianity, um, you know, then um, 
what about the people in Africa? Did you know that in France right now, if they say anything on social media against the vax, vax you know, the, the, you know that if they, they they talk about it, they you know anything at all, and they get caught, three years mandatory prison sentence. See, the problem is folks are not paying attention to the world. For God so loved the world, people are real good at paying attention to their little 50-mile radius. That's why we put extra effort into looking at what things are happening across the world because the Bible is global in scope. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. All right. So uh, jolly good for General Mike Flynn, but, um, you know, I don't really think the WEF is at any kind of a breaking point <laughs> at all, unfortunately. But anyway, I, 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 you know, it's. I just want – I think most of us would agree that we want – we would love to things, see things move forward quickly. We would love to get off this alien demon-infested rock and go meet Jesus at the wedding supper as soon as possible. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And I think we're getting really close. If you look at the things that, that Paul told the church of Thessalonica about the day of Christ, see, that's, you know, that's a very interesting choice of words for Paul. He says the day of Christ. Hmm. Well, he was talking about rapture, okay? But then when you learn a little bit more and you pay attention to Luke 12, 35, 36, 37, and you see that you have a first watch, second watch, and third watch, and you understand that that aligns to three harvests, barley, grape in, in Revelation 14. The word grape is actually used, grape harvest is actually used literally in the NLT, and um, and then you have the final harvest. And by the way, these are talked about in a number of prophecies and also uh, one person that we had brought on who had even written a book about that subject. So praise the Lord. The Lord has revealed it to a lot of people, not just, uh, you know, us. All right. Praise God. So um, uh, there's a reason. And, and it's also captured in Matthew 22. I have covered this, you know, untold number of times. Uh, but in Matthew 22, the great king sends out a group of servants to go tell people to come to the wedding. OK, come, you know, that, that everything's to the fatted cattle and all stuff. Come to the wedding, you know, and and uh, and then it says that, the you know, the king sent out other servants. Well, I did a little bit of digging in on the Greek on there, and sure enough, the word other is there. It means a different group. So what happened to the first group? Ah, there's your first watch. And I'm not going to get into the testimony of the, of the miraculous thing that happened to me with the first watch, second watch, third watch, and and it was just, I, I bawled like a baby. God confirmed it. It was unbelievable. They, I have a key on my keychain that says first watch on it, and... Um, when I prayed in tears about, you know, making the rapture many, many years ago, um, the, uh, the Lord said, go to your mailbox. I said, okay, you know, because it was the furthest thing from my mind, and I knew it had to be him. So I went to my mailbox, and sure enough, on the very top of the mailbox was a letter about the Shavuot wedding. See, a lot of people don't realize that Shavuot to the Jews is a type of a wedding. Hmm. Interesting. And that's associated with the counting of the Omer. The counting of the Omer are sheaves of, guess what? 
Barley. Wow. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. So right now, China is bulldozing down. This is awful. Uh, you know, uh, farmers uh, houses, they're just ripping them down. So they have no place to live. And then they're gathering them up. And guess where they're putting them in the ghost cities. Remember the weird 60 minutes episode about the ghost cities? Here's a little snippet of that to refresh your memory. Now they're populating the ghost cities. We reported on the real estate sector 10 years ago with astonishing sights like this of empty buildings in city after city across the country. Talking about China. This is today. Similar hollowed-out wastelands of unoccupied and unfinished apartments known as ghost cities. When I was here 10 years ago, I never expected to see these buildings still here. (laughs) What was a housing bubble back then grew and finally exploded. That is wrongful thinking on their part. Um, They're already beginning to move the uh, homeless farmers into those cities. I've told people probably 10 years ago that they're going to use China is going to be the epicenter of where they put. Okay, so their goal is to move the population of the earth to worship Lucifer um, uh, down to 500 million. They've made it very clear. Uh, And, um, uh, you know, where are they going to put them? The ghost cities. They already know. Look, you've got Klaus Schwab pointing to China. You've got us in bed with China. You've got lawmakers in this country that are married to Chinese. I mean, and then those that were getting duped, you know, by spies. Okay, honeypots or whatever they call them, honey something. But anyway, um, it, 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 the, the corruption, the greed, the lies, the deceit, all the stuff that's going on right now is absolutely mind-shattering. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So it's very important that we do exactly like Jesus told us to do. Because we know that the thief is coming, so we ought to watch. Thank you, Jesus. But please spend as much time in worship and praise. Sing songs to him. Tell him how much you love him. In in the in the beginning of the book, in the in the first uh, chapter or so of the book, um, How to Heal the Sick by Charles and Francis Hunter. They said that they knew there was life and death and power of the tongue, so they, both of them, when they woke up in the morning, husband and wife, they they both started saying, I love you, Father, I love you, Father, I love you, Father, I love you, Father, I love you, Jesus, I love you, Jesus, I love you, Jesus, over and over and over and over and over and over again. And before you know it, guess what? They fell totally head over heels in love with the Lord. And that is the first and greatest commandment. Praise Jesus. Okay, so that, you you, you know, and the way it worked with me was I was on my knees. I told the Lord, I said, Father, I, I don't love you as much as the Bible says I need to love you. Well, that changed. But I kept praying over that. I kept praying and praying and praying and praying and praying and bugging. I was like the uh, uh, the persistent widow in Luke 18. I wouldn't leave the Father alone. I'm like, Father, I don't love you enough. I don't love you enough. I don't love you enough. I need you to help me. I need you to make me fall in love with you. I need your help, Father God. And I kept on praying and praying and praying, and by golly, if I didn't. I mean, man, oh, Daisy. It was absolutely – it was, it was life-changing. Praise God. And that really – that's where the concept of godly sorrow comes from which is another concept in the New Testament that you will not find in the Old Testament. Well, I don't think you'll find it in the Old Testament. But anyway, anyway godly sorrow comes. It, you know, if you love somebody, like, more than anything, and you dorked up and disappointed them, and you knew that you did, 
You know, it doesn't mean that you can't get sad or bummed out or whatever the case, but you do have to sort of keep it in check. You don't want it to turn into sin. You know what I'm saying? But if you do sin, God is faithful and just. If you confess to forgive you of your sin and cleanse you of all unrighteousness, I think it is absolutely incredible that the word just is used in that promise. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. All right. Next one up. Um, uh, this is from a guy who goes by the name of Jim, Jim Ferguson from the UK. I don't know uh, much about this, but he is claiming <clears throat> that the World Economic Forum has ordered United States electors to not certify Trump's 2024 election win. So evidently, according to this particular individual, he says uh, that there was an article released uh, by a WEF associate publication on Friday titled How Democrats Could Disqualify Trump If the Supreme Court Doesn't. All right. So, uh, boy, these guys are nervous. All right. But you had Alex Soros live on Twitter telling everybody they're going to assassinate him. He put a picture on the left side. He put a picture of a bullet going through a pane of glass. And on the right side, he put silver certificates, uh, you know, that counted up to the number 47, I think it was, or whatever. You know, it was his way of saying, we're, we're going to shoot Trump. You know, <laughs> Um, so anyway, um, I don't even get me going on the Simpsons predictions because those almost invariably come true at some point, it seems like. But anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, uh, another headline. Revolutionary communist uh, march in Brooklyn. So you got all that kind of weirdness going on. Iran sounds an alarm bell over their discovery that Israel does in fact have nuclear weapons. So it says Iran has sounded the alarm bell over Israel's possession of nuclear weapons, saying it's nuclear arsenal possesses a threat to not only Palestinians, but people across the world. This gives Iran a pretext to potentially de develop their own nuclear weapons, so they say. There you go. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. All right. Um, now, uh, the next one up is very interesting. Now, um, hmm. Okay, now I don't. I think I might hold this one over. I don't want to go too far into Brother Lawrence's time. Let me just go ahead and let you know that the NVIDIA CEO told people, believe it or not, that he thinks we shouldn't recommend to our children to become developers, software developers, because it is his belief that with the with the current advances in artificial intelligence. Writing programs is going to be a matter of just making a statement. I want to do this and this and this and this and this, and the, and the AI will write the code for them. All right, which, by the way, um, yeah, uh, I won't get into it, but there's a lot of companies that have blocked access to public AI because um, they have had breaches, they had security breaches. Okay, one of them was Samsung. They ha they lost uh, uh, three batches of code code based intellectual property because their coders were going out and using publicly accessible um, uh, um, what what's called LLMs, large language models. Praise God! All right, Canadian dictatorship update. Trudeau announces a plan to imprison citizens.
Veterans for Speech. Okay, now I do want to play this one for you. Uh, hold on a second. Uh, also, Macron does not rule out troops to the Ukraine. Okay, so uh, it says right here, it says nothing should be excluded. Macron does not rule out sending military troops to the Ukraine. So basically what they have, uh, you know, according to this particular individual that has been following this story, he says, that, he says so. Instead of NATO joining the war in the Ukraine, now they are saying that individual countries can simply make their own decisions about sending troops to fight in the Ukraine. They are literally trying to start World War III, he says. And all I can say is, thanks, Captain Obvious. I was on a totally different track. <laughs> okay, but anyway, we, we, we knew about that. All right, Houthis have knocked out several undersea Internet cables, according to a report on Zero Hedge. Okay, so uh, there is some expectation of interruption of uh, Internet services to some degree. We don't know how bad it is uh, or how effective they were at doing what they attempted to do. Uh, but uh, I have not heard of any outages um, yet. I mean, that doesn't mean it's not happening. It just means that I haven't heard of it. It says uh, then in, a, in another um, article, it says uh, they were not bluffing. It says the Houthis may sabotage Western Internet cables in the Red Sea. Yemen tele- telecoms firms, uh, Yemen telecom firms warn. Okay, so again, uh, warning. Uh, we have to watch and wait and see. It could cut off a substantial part of the Internet, uh, and there may be an awful lot that we're not able to access on account of that. All right. So um, also, Iran uh, proposes nuclear disarmament. So they're coming right out and saying that we all got to uh, disarm our nuclear stuff. That is usually what a country does before they say, okay, nobody's listening to us, and they go ahead and make their own. Uh, Mazis is closing 150 stores. Uh, Alex Soros comes forward, and he says, I vow to wipe Trump supporters from the face of the earth. Did you hear that? Alex Soros, who's one of the creepiest entities I think I have ever seen, <clears throat> states Alex Soros vows to wipe Trump supporters from the face of the earth. <laughs> Okay, so it's getting pretty, you know, and the royals are dropping like flies. According to this particular individual, Norway's King Harold is hospitalized by an infection on the holiday in Malaysia. Harold has been Norway's ceremonial head of state since 1991 and is Europe's oldest living monarch. Don't even get me going on, uh, you know, cancer and everything else. And they're not even sure. I mean, the succession, uh, a lot of blue bloods are kind of disappearing. Okay, so what does that mean? Well, I know there are those out there that are speculating that they're not really needed anymore by Satan because of what the next phase is going to be of the end time. So what does that mean? I don't know. Uh, But I can tell you that Brother Lauren has said that more than once. He said that uh, a lot of the people that follow Lucifer have been duped, and they're about to be caught in a big surprise when they see him turn against them, which is a fact. All right, praise God. He, it, 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 the darkness is, there's no, okay, you know what I'm saying? All right, so, oh, and by the way, it turns out that Venezuela, violent deaths have fallen to a 22-year low because they all migrated to the United States. 
<laughs> okay. So the, basically they said, look, hey, the, the ability to, to discard your identification documents from any country and walk across the southern border and seek asylum in the United States is a refuge for the wor- world's worst criminals. Don't get me going on the Chinese soldiers. Two million of them they're estimating. Two million. <laughs> oh, and they don't have to go through the Darien Gap. <laughs> they get dropped right off. All right. Um, Israel industrial areas uh, are uh, supposedly now getting hit a lot harder by the Hezbollah rockets. And uh, Iran has publicly come out and supposedly, you know, it's it's out there. It's out there on uh, the news media outlets in the Middle East. And they're saying that Iran has given the full green light to Hezbollah to go after Israel with all they got. So we will see what happens with that. All right. Also, you need to be aware that DuckDuckGo is DuckDuckGone. Now they're calling it Google Lite. Turns out that our good buddy Bill Gates has shown up once again. Massive wildfires north of Texas and into Kentucky. Cattle are running down the roads trying to get away from the fires. Why do you think they started the fires in the first place? Wings of Prophecy requesting prayer for family members. Sister Glinda Lomax has friends of her family that are supposedly, possibly even trapped in certain parts of Oklahoma because of the fires. She's asking for prayer. I recommend that you do. I think that would be a very kind thing to do. Praise Jesus. Also, evacuations are under underway at a nuclear weapons facility amidst the approach of the wildfires that are causing them to halt all uh, all uh, um, operations. I'm not going to get into all the different things that they build, but uh, yep, it's uh, you know. 20,000 plutonium cores, B-6112 bombs, you know, all that kind of stuff. I, 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 now, this is important, and i got to get this out to you before I turn over the mic. Uh, televisions are full of this. Why? Nobody knows. But more and more televisions are filling up. It, and the person who posted this, they, t- they actually took a physical photograph of their television. <clears throat> and... The person commented and saying, said, why are they so nervous about this eclipse? And it says eclipse tips. This was what was put in some people's televisions. Eclipse tips. Schedule errands and appointments early. Have communications plans with family and friends. Have cash on hand in case of limited Internet access. Buy necessary groceries and gas. Expect heavy traffic and long lines for local services. Huh? I've been around for a lot of eclipses, but I have never seen or heard of anything like that. Of course, I mentioned the Jordanian army dropping care packages over the top of Gaza so people can eat. Um, uh, the, the Also, the cybersecurity attack against the largest in, uh, health insurer uh, is, has had grave effects on Walgreens and CVS. For anybody who has United Health, I happen to be one of them. I called them today, and they seemed to think I would be okay, which is just kind of important because uh, – Let's just see if I cannot refill one of the prescriptions that I need refilled because of this attack. I might not be showing up for the radio show for very long. It is something that keeps me from having stroke-level blood pressure events in my uh, life. My dad died from that stuff, um, and I inherited it 
inherited it from him. It does have a tendency to run in the family, and I got a whopper. Um, but anyway, it's a long story. I have I have what's known as uh, reactive and resistive high blood pressure both. Uh, and um, uh, my doctor has me on a special regimen, and it works very well. But you interrupt that regimen, and my BP jumps up to like 235 over 120. <laughs> that is not good. Okay, and I can feel it too. It feels like the veins in my neck are popping out of my head. All right. Um, uh, oh gosh, there's so much more. So much more. Um, I wonder if there. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and make a note here, and then we'll go ahead and bring on Brother Peterson right now. Hallelujah. Here we go. Brother Peterson, are you there? Well, let's see. <laughs> hey, hey it kind of sounds yeah. like you are. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad. Uh, yeah, I got all kinds Here, of weird news. <laughs> I know, right? Um, I got all kinds yeah. of weird news, but none of it none none of it is like you know show stopping critical. It's most of it's just people coming forward and saying things that we all really kind of already know. Uh, for those of us who are you know yeah. striving to be wise as serpents, we we have a pretty good idea. You know, we know who Judy Judy Mikovits is. We understand you know how evil the the whole you know. Wuhan lab deal is and all that kind of stuff. And uh, so anyway, it's, but it is fascinating when a senator of a particular country or a member of parliament of a particular country comes forward and just, you know, just lays it on the line. And it's, you know, it just, it makes you smile, but you can't help but think about Glenn Beck. Nothing you know? happens. Nobody <laughs> goes know. to jail. Nobody pays for a thing anymore. But anyway, on that note, I'm going to turn the mic over to you, brother, and let you go ahead and run with it wherever you feel led to run. While I pass um, out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so make up for that level of weirdness by bringing me on. I I got a lot of weird stuff to talk about, right? Um. Okay, first of all, do a, a little prayer here. Lord Jesus, we thank you that we can come before you, before you, boldly before your throne of grace, and you made it possible. One of the things that you accomplished on the cross was to tear that curtain in half so that we could come boldly before your throne of grace in the Holy of Holies, directly and personally, that we're no longer in that outer court, in the middle court. We can come boldly before you. Because a time such as this, that's exactly what we need to do for whatever reason or purpose or praise or thank you, but to come boldly and humbly before you to praise us in petitions. And so we thank you that we can come boldly before you now tonight, and we ask for your holy presence to be with us and all the listeners now in a podcast. We ask for your clarity on these are very complicated topics that we talk about angel wars and all the various things and it's easy to get um, maybe misunderstand something or not have the full picture and maybe get a a half understanding and uh, um, 
you know, get confusion and stuff. But we ask for your clarity, Lord Jesus. And if there is something that we're confused about, that we'll put it on the shelf and wait for future clarification. But we won't allow it to trip us up. So please bestow upon us your presence tonight, your love, your wisdom, your knowledge, your discernment, and your direction, what we talk about tonight. In thy name we pray, amen. Okay, amen. folks, so these are, yeah, these are very, um, these are very complicated topics, you know, and like John has mentioned many times on these shows, is that you can get five theologians together and come out with eight different opinions, so, <clears throat> so, yeah, that's very true, folks. So, you know, um, <clears throat> even scientists, I mean, it's not just Christians that can debate back and forth on these things. Or, you know, e- even scientists studying these very difficult topics, they can argue back and forth and, and hurl, uh, you know, F-bombs at each other. <laughs> they get really, uh, you know, um, amped up about you know passionate about things and and the the political tricky dues uh one group against another scientific group that happens and you know aren't you supposed to be in search of the truth and yet you're confounding it and laying landmines out for the other group you know and uh confusing the issue and and uh holding evidence back so you know you think science should be science but yet it gets very politicized in almost zero time okay it can be so it is a struggle even for scientists to get to the truth of things that they research. And, uh, and you know, there are people, too, with mortgages and careers and families and all this stuff that we all get connected with that we have to be concerned about, right? And so, you know, if they want to continue being scientists, in uh, one hand they're searching for the truth, but on the other hand, you know, they have to go along to get along, get along to go along, or they're out of a job. <laughs> and even if they're purists and searching for the truth, they won't be allowed to search for anything if they're out of a job, right? So it, it's difficult for a lot of those scientists, too, and we know this uh, warming business, right? And there's a whole lot of uh, even climate scientists have come out against that narrative and have presented the truth of the matter. And, oh, boy, the powers that be are inflamed against those scientists disclosing the truth of the matter. The truth of the matter of the COVID shots, you know, uh, doctors, scientists losing their jobs, being banned forever from practicing medicine again because they came out with the truth. They stood on the side of the truth, and now they're banned. So what are they going to do now? Flip burgers, you know, and uh, a lot of the burger joints, you know, like in California, are starting a uh, test with artificial intelligence, total approach of um, burger joints or whatever, fast food, you know, see how that goes. And uh, obviously there's going to be tweaks here and there to uh, improvise and, and make that approach better. So pretty soon they won't need any human operators at all. And if you remember that um, <clears throat> one season, you know, I think X-Files had like a nine-year uh, run initially and then some years went by and they had that short tenth season i think it might have been like six episodes maybe but in one of them was was uh, was dealt with this very topic of artificial intelligence so scolder and moldy 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 went to this one restaurant and was all run by artificial intelligence and, and computer stuff you know robotics and i forget what it was but uh what did they do uh, not pay a tip or anything but and so wherever they went uh, there was cameras and everything 
this artificial intelligence was plugged into all this and was following them wherever they went to remind them that they need to pay that that whatever was a tip or something. They need to pay it. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah. So even the X Files years ago with that episode was was uh, tackling this subject, this topic of artificial intelligence and what kind of scenarios might evolve from that. <clears throat> so here we are. And when if you're an X-Files fan, you might remember some of those, probably do remember some of those episodes, and it was very, um, from a worldly perspective, but prophetic. And then what about, like, The Simpsons that John has mentioned earlier, and many times on the show, The Simpsons prophecies. I, who would believe that a cartoon show would end up being so prophetic? A worldly cartoon show. Um, but, you know, if we're paying attention, oh, that's all the devil. Well, you know, there's so much of the devil, what's left is of God, you know. Okay, so if we're paying attention, if we're being wise as servants, then we're going to catch their lingo. We're going to catch how they present their information. And so we can, you know, get ahead of the curve and start anticipating. So when they come out with something it's not only what to say but it's what they don't say as well we can fill in the blanks with jesus's help we can fill in the blanks to know where things are going now as john has mentioned many times god can still call an audible he's still in charge and he can still decide to push back their agenda to allow a little more time for his grace his salvation and the salvation of souls to go forth And so um, that's really our mission. I look at it, I know that, uh, I guess John brought it to my attention that in the, my last show that I was on, that I may not have addressed certain topics as fully as I needed to, so I left some listeners in the lurch as to what I was really talking about. <clears throat> so my view of why I am here on this planet is... But my working model at the moment is I'm here on a mission. <clears throat> and so, you know, in the military terms, if you're sent out on a mission, you know, um, <clears throat> you might be uh, a support person or you might be like a cr- recon group or you might be actively engaging enemy forces somewhere, taking gunfire and all that, uh, RPGs and stuff, so you're actively involved in a, an actual battle. And... <clears throat> Anybody, the most you know, average person in that situation would rather not be there, you know. Yeah, they'd rather be home with friends and family and living their lives, you know. They don't want to be there and watch their buddies get their legs blown off and their heads blown off and limbs missing and guts all over the place. You know, that's not a fun situation. They would rather be home, but they're on a mission. And if they stop their mission, if they go AWOL, they're going to be in big, big trouble. Now, if we can understand that in the natural realm, let's, you know, expand that to understand why we're here in the first place. We're here on a mission. And as much as we want to go home, and when I look around the world, you know, the only comfort sometimes I get is, okay, I've got a garden. It's fun to watch the veggies grow, and it gets to be a lot of work, but it's rewarding to eat fresh vegetables from your own garden. But that 
will soon become a thing of the past when you if you want to have a garden you're going to have to purchase carbon credits you know pay a tax and few people will be able to afford that that the ones that need to have gardens so they'll end up starving to death you know forced starvation okay so these are the realities of the day we live in but we're here on a mission like it or lump it we're here <clears throat> and in my personal path there's been times where like in in los angeles 1988 i was there for almost a full year and i got down money-wise to my lat literally my last dollar and what do i do you know do i put that one dollar into gas to go a grocery store but then i'm not going to have that dollar to buy anything i'm not going to have that dollar i put in a gas so my conclusion at that point is i have to walk to the nearest burger joint and you know back in those days they were running dollar specials on things a burger and fries for a buck okay that's what i could afford and that's what i bought for my meal for the day so I was in, of course, contact with my parents, kind of, you know, uh, embarrassingly had to let them know what was going on. So funds funds did come to bail me out. But, boy, that was very, very scary. And I bought this house here out here in 1991. And I was single then and stuff. And by 1993-94 time period, I almost lost everything here. It was really, really nerve-wracking and stretching my face to the max. <clears throat> and I was praying a lot. I was quoting scriptures a lot. And I did make it through, but it wasn't easy. You know, I'm still here in this house almost 33 years later. <clears throat> and it was very, very rough. And it wasn't the only time, you know. And even right now, okay, I'm on Social Security but I'd rather, literally, I'd rather be out in the workforce, but I can't because of certain rules and regulations of the government that prohibit me from going out there and doing something so I can take care of my family better. Because if I did that, then my family would end up owing hundreds of thousands of dollars in medical bills that we ne- never would be able to afford to pay. So government rules and regulations, all these programs, they have entitlements. They're good if you need them, but there are conditions that keep you trapped in their system. Down your nose, look at all these people on entitlements, those lazy but no good worthless eaters, you know. That's because they forced it on you, okay? Look at the Native Americans living proud, living free before we came here, and then we put them into open-air prisons called reservations, and they lost their way. Because they they had a long, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of years of traditional living, right, that was baked into their DNA, and now it's taken away from them. And they didn't... There are some tribes that were able to adjust over time. Some tribes that still have not fully adjusted. And it's wreaking havoc in in their reservations. Drugs, alcohol, abuse of all kinds. They just can't get past that, you know. And so you look at what governments do, not just here in the United States, but all over the world. You look at it in the past and and now in the the present. And... Governments are the leading cause of poverty, despair, uh, destruction, and murder, and we see it all over the planet now. It's just erupting in in our faces. 
it's only natural human desire to find some kind of normalcy in all these storms and all this ugly, to find something, okay? So like I said, I take joy in my garden, but I know from, I'm a news junkie, the day will come, if I want a garden, I'm going to have to pay carbon credits. Well, I'm very low income. I can barely squeak by as it is. I'm in the very lowest minimum amount the Social Security puts out. So I'm not sitting in a field of high cotton here, okay? I'm one step away from being homeless myself if anything goes wrong here in this scenario. And me and my family would have to split up in order to survive properly, have to split up and go our separate ways. And two of them are basically disabled, so what are they going to do? Die under a bridge somewhere because of government regulations, you know what I'm saying? So I'm I'm feeling it too. And even though I'd rather be on the workforce, I can't go out there because of all these regulations. If you've ever been on the inside of these equations, you know what I'm talking about. But you've never been there yet before, you might not understand the scenario and the frustration of people that are trapped in these systems. And then we'll go get a job. Well, I still have a good skill set that I'm confident I could go out and get a, a decent paying job, okay? However, I understand the political realities that it's a strong anti-white movement across the United States, so more likely businesses are going to uh, hire non-whites. So that's racial discrimination, but who's going to sue, sue them, right? Okay, with such sentiment and when, right? <clears throat> and who's got the time and the money to pour in attorneys to fight this thing, okay, when you're a poor person? You're completely behind the eight ball. I get it because that's my life. Now, the frustrating part for me is I have in my possession right here in my office in the basement the keys to the kingdom, okay? I have the keys to the computer world. I could do miracles, but I'm not allowed to because I have those keys. I can open multiple doors in the computer world because I've seen it happen. The Lord worked through me in programming computers. The the amazing things he's worked through me, I know I could do that again. But then, on the other hand, if I did go that direction, dark side, if they you know got a clue, uh, wow, this is good stuff, and then they start rewarding me with, pay raises and promotions and elevations and everything, but all the while they're stealing my genius for their evil purposes. We've seen this historically, folks. You look at Tesla, look at Edison, you look at Einstein, you look at some of these brilliant men and women, too, that break through ideas, technologies, techniques, uh, ways of doing things only to have their lives destroyed by the establishment and their ideas, their inventions, their genius stolen, stripped away from them. Because that's what they do. So then I have to ask myself, would it, do I really want to bestow my genius and get raped and, and aid and abet indirectly, of course, the powers of darkness? Or am I better off pouring what talents and skills and abilities I have into a program like this. And truthfully, I do take great joy in bringing these um, cutting-edge ideas and of Angel Wars, Luciferian Rebellion, and you know even modern events and uh, 
biblical prophecy to the table to hopefully to bring clarification to people so they too can see it, see what's happened in the past, how that factors in the present and the future, and tie it all together so that we are well-equipped to handle what's coming down the road so that we can accomplish our missions here before we go home, okay? I, as much as, yes, I would like, I'm tired of this crap. Every day there's something else that's going on. And at what point might it happen where I live, right? And then everything's destroyed here. The, the few things I take joy in would be destroyed. I've had that happen before. I'm just giving you some personal background, and my life has not been a bed of roses here, but even if it was a bed of roses, roses have thorns, right? <clears throat> but it's not been tipped to the tulips, uh, you know, an easy ride. In a 10-year stretch from 95 to about 2006, an 11-year stretch, um, I had on my own initiative and, and faith and belief, belief in, in pulling myself up by my bootstraps and doing something positive to start my own business to provide for my family. I had collected the largest single collection of used and vintage computers, parts, manual software in the five-state region by myself. Nobody helping me. Probably a quarter million dollars. And then have it all ripped away from me because of some evil people here in this city that didn't like what I was doing. And these were people that were fairly well off that could have, in a former time, like when my parents were growing up back then, if you showed that kind of initiative, people would help you to start your business. They would help you. They would, hey, you need some extra space. I got some space in my barn, my garage. You know, you can store some stuff, no charge at all. They would appreciate your, your gumption to be successful, but not anymore. There are so many people that are miserable in the world today that if you have any sign of gumption or ambition or happiness, they want to tear you down to their level or below and stomp all over you, and that's what I experienced. If you ever felt like somebody, you know, have your whole world ripped away from you, your your hope of bringing your kids up in this homegrown business so they can learn the fundamentals of business from A to Z and bring them up in this understanding of the world, you know, so they can then go out and be successful with these foundations and have all that destroyed. (laughs) Okay. Can you imagine what I could have done with that much computer firepower? I could have had a 2000 data center operating on older technology, but with the twice the performance, half, you know, one-tenth the cost, <laughs> hardware-wise, but blown the competition out of the water. I know how to do those things. But the world lies in darkness of the evil one, and they do not, unless they can monetize it and rape you, rape it away from you, they don't want any part of it. So they don't want any part of godliness unless they can, again, rape it, utilize it to their advantage to deceive and and destroy. So it's just a facade on their part, right? Just like the Bible says that the Satan can appear as an angel of light. 
Okay, well, how can he do that? Because that's what he used to be, an angel of light, the top angel of light, Lucifer, the high priest of the nine stone covenant of the nine angelic orders. You come to that realization in Ezekiel 28, verse 13. <clears throat> he wasn't created on planet, in my opinion, okay, he wasn't created. I know there's other opinions, other viewpoints, and they all quote scripture that they're the correct viewpoints, okay? You can take any group of scriptures to prove anything you want, but it doesn't mean that it's correct. So like in what I deep dive into and bring to the table, what John does, uh, Zen Garcia, we understand that these are complicated topics and they're not easy to, um, you know, to grab, you know, that this is the absolute thing because we view, we look through the, uh, what, the mirror dimly, okay, <clears throat> And when you study the Word of God, you can come to a certain conclusion, right? But a year from now, you may read the same verse, and you see something there that, that you didn't see the year before that changes your conclusion that you had last year. Now it changes your conclusion now. And so that means you've grown, you've, you've understood more of what that verse means and where it connects with other verses it doesn't mean that what you learned a year ago is wrong it just means you didn't have a fuller picture and that's the growth process so even what i might bring to the table is part of my growth process and i can't necessarily say all these things thus saith the lord god if you don't believe it the way i believe it you're going to hell brothers and sisters i'm not going to do that because I'm known through the years that as we grow in knowledge and wisdom in God's Word as well as what science is coming up with, that we need to remain um, adaptable to the new uh, information, the new data that comes out, and and re-examine former positions to bring it up to speed to current information. What we, in my opinion, what we don't want to do is paint ourselves in a corner that we can't get out of, and then people disregard us. You know that. Oh, that. Look, they they had they. You know, and it didn't work out. We have evidence of that. Remember back in 2012 onward of all these uh, extinction level events, and and there's certain people on the internet and uh, these elaborate. I know you brought this up before, John. Um, these elaborate calculations based on scripture. I mean, elaborate. For me, it makes my eyes glaze over, right? But, <clears throat> you know, we we all have our swim lanes. So these people were deep diving into all these elaborate calculations, and it's just amazing, right? And it's based on God's Word, right? But they weren't correct. They were pointing to a, a certain date of when, maybe, you know, like the rapture would happen, the day came and went and there was no rapture. And and there wasn't just one person that that happened to, but a number of them, and so then they become disillusioned, and they dropped off their websites. You can't find their websites anymore. Maybe they even stopped off ministering to people altogether because they had anchored their faith in the rapture and not fully in Jesus. Okay? 
So our understanding of God's word can change over time, but we need to anchor our faith in Jesus and him alone. Because, again, our understanding of God's word will change as we mature and as new data comes in, like science and uh, you know, uh, anthropology and all this stuff that, that brings new revelations of Earth's history to the table. And then how do we reconcile that information with Scripture, right? So we might have to change some of our former conclusions to adapt to the current information, but we always bring it back to Jesus. And if we're in confusion about anything, well, I was in um, in the early days. You all, <laughs> excuse me, probably remember about the rapture. You know, the pre-trib rapture. That's what was going around. And uh, I didn't know any better, so that's what I believe in the pre-trib rapture. But I, I hadn't yet at that time done, done a, a deep scriptural study. Um, that wasn't my swim lane at the time, right? So I just believed what what they said about it. Well, then into the 80s, you know, then I'm reading other books and magazines, and then there's other people come out like mid-trib and then post-trib, any-trib, no-trib, and they're all quoting scriptures, sometimes the same scriptures. Well, they can't all be right, obviously, and they can't all be wrong. I mean... How do you reconcile this? They're all quoting God's word and sometimes the very same scriptures to prove their point, absolutely prove their point. So how do you reconcile? So it became confusing to me. That one topic. I had, by the early 90s, I had to put it on the shelf. I had to put in shelf and in faith, just put in shelf before Jesus said, okay, I, I can't process this anymore, you know. <clears throat> and if the rapture comes the next second and I'm not ready and I'm left behind and that, that's the way it's going to be. Well, by the uh, mid to latter 90s, another uh, major downloads that the Lord did on me into the turn of the century uh, and one of those at, um, downloads dealt with the rapture. And what I believe then was the Pre-wrath. It was simple. We're not appointed unto the wrath. So when does the wrath happen? The seventh seal. Wrath of the Lamb of God. The seventh seal. So even though the sixth seal, when you look at the sixth seal, it it looks like the wrath of God on those judgments. And a lot of people will think, this has got to be the wrath of God, but sorry, the worst is yet to come in the seventh seal. Those are yet the judgments, and they're extremely severe. When you talk about a global earthquake, folks, in Sixth Seal, does that sound like it's going to be fun? <laughs> you know, a global earthquake. When we look in Earth's history and past events, when there was global cataclysms, and you start wrapping your mind around all that this poor planet has been through since it was created in the beginning. You just want to weep. This poor planet has been through so much. And here we are again, you know, the powers to be purposely trying to destroy most life on this planet. <laughs> Suicide cult, these elitists. Now, the key to understanding where they're coming from is to understand the, the real behind Genesis 1, verse 2, and the earth had become without form, meaning that it used to have form, now it was formless, 
and void of life. In other words, previously it was teeming with life, even an intelligent life. But now it's void of life. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. Deep translates more accurately into the abyss. Now, what kind of abyss are we talking about, and what kind of darkness are we talking about? Most people would interpret that word darkness as just the absence of light, but that's that's only a small part of the meaning there of that word. It's the total meaning of darkness is embedded in that word, the total meaning. So, like, we go outside and, you know, if the moon isn't shining and maybe it's cloudy, like out here, for example, there's maybe you go up in the hills and there's no city lights or lights at all, and it's very, very dark out. Okay, so you can uh, derive from that experience more, you know, there's a darkness where, a physical darkness even, that can invade into our realm where you can't even see your nose. If you put your hand directly in front of your eyes, you can't even see it. It is all-encompassing darkness as if it was like black goo or something, you know, uh, an aerated, uh, uh, some kind of atmospheric black goo that you can't even see in front of your face, okay? It's that bad, but it also implies a spiritual darkness that creation had never experienced before so you'll notice in the six day ages of the creation story is more accurately the six ages of restoration of what became the fallen one-third each of those six days begins in darkness and ends in light. the darkness of each of those six days has its origin in the darkness in verse 2 So coming from verse 2, God in each of those six days is doing something. In dealing with that darkness from verse 2 in each of those six days, step by step in an orderly fashion, because God is a God of order, not disorder, confusion, or chaos. So if he's not a God of those things, then where did that chaos come from? Where did that darkness come from? Where did that uh, disorder come from? And that's comes into the understanding not just of Lucifer's um, rebellion out of pride, but the totality of the angel wars, unleashing up to one-third of creation, a devastation that nobody had ever witnessed before. Now, granted, there were areas within this fallen one-third that you wouldn't know there was a a conflict at all going on. Just like World War II, Uh, European theater, Pacific theater. There were areas where you wouldn't know there was a war going on, but on the flip side, you know, obviously, there's a war going on. Entire cities blown off or burned off the face of the earth kind of thing, and uh, thousands, hundreds of thousands of millions of people gone, you know, from this war effort. And buildings, everything destroyed, right? And and then in between. So um, picture that in this fallen one-third. You had people caught up in these war theaters that had nothing to do with the war, its instigation, its processing, its culmination. They had nothing to do with it. They just wanted to live their lives in peace and harmony 
and you know their their jobs their families the simple things of life the simple enjoyments but look what happened to them innocent victims caught behind enemy lines and a good bunch of them too their lives taken from them and they had done nothing wrong okay and that's what we're looking at today that's what happened during the angel wars you have angelic groups you know alien civilizations on countless number of planets and solar systems galaxies some of them didn't do anything wrong against the most high but they're caught behind enemy lines and they're taking the hit you have evidence out there in the depths of space of planets being obliterated even right here in our own solar system the planet that was called Maldek. Now, it does go by other names, but Maldek is uh, one of the more recognizable names of that fifth planet, and it was blown right here in our own solar system as, as one of the uh, consequences of the Angel Wars, in my opinion, the Angel Wars. And then you have solar systems gone. You have galaxies that are gone, turned into black holes, sucking up everything else in, in, in their vicinity. Like um, cosmic vacuum cleaners, you know, disposal units, just gobbling up everything they can. Black holes within black holes. That's a terrifying thought. If your civilization on your planet, your solar system was caught in the tractor beam of a black hole, and there's nothing you can do about it. And you hope to God you can develop a technology so you can reach out into space and leave that planet, that solar system, as it's being devoured and go to a safe place to take refuge, to colonize that place. So as Moldek was blown, before that happened, <clears throat> in my opinion, the four inner planets were, were all populated, teeming with life, plant, animal life, and intelligent life that in today's vernacular we'd call the angelic races, okay? Um, <laughs> excuse me. Our alien races, okay? And, uh, you know, picture like Star Trek, Star Wars, all the a- alien species that they portray there as a good, at least a good start point of understanding what was there and what's still there today in, in a lot of cases, what's still there today. And so this war reaches out to our own solar system, and one of the casualties was Maldek. But uh, as the peoples in these planets realized that this was going to happen, those who could afford to develop the technology, I believe they already had technology for space travel. And so um, as they're seeing things get closer and closer to their own front doors on the planet-wise, into this solar system, they make plans to leave their respective planets and to go to a safe zone. So when Maldek was exploded, you already have some groups that are in space off those respective planets uh, kind of observing what's going to happen, what the outcome. But when when Maldek exploded, you have a just like a nuclear explosion, you have a, a sudden expansion and shock wave of light and sound and uh, and stuff and then you have an implosion of that shock wave back onto itself creating that huge mushroom cloud so imagine the entire huge planet 
that explodes outwards and then comes inwards also in a massive shock wave going outwards and then a shock wave when it slams like a lightning for example, it's super fast bolt of uh, what energy and light, and then that, that rapid expansion of air, and then it rapidly comes back together, creating that thunderclap. So imagine the explosion and implosion and all that's going on in the exploding of Maldek. And chunks of its atmosphere, chunks of its oceans, chunks of its landmass, its inner core, its molten uh, magma, and peoples and buildings, and this everything just being blown out into space. Right here in our own solar system. And imagine we know that Mars, there's a certain area of Mars that was heavily pummeled by asteroids, you know, or whatever, heavily pummeled, could that have been the explosion of Maldek of debris, big chunks, little chunks slamming into Mars? There's reports, uh, you know, that goes back a number of years, but even more because they've continued to study this phenomenon, but when um, scientists that bounce... um, waves of energy deep into the towards earth's core to try to determine what's down there you know where are the layers of magma and um, and uh, continents and the ocean bottoms and going deep down to uh, where are the under chambers of magma that are in there you know in the, the as far as they go to try to map the inner parts of the earth right well they came up with that there's two major places and maybe some minor ones but two major ones that are blobs under Africa and a big blob under the Pacific Ocean. That doesn't make sense. Those blobs should not be there. So in their theories, and, you know, they come up, well, where are these blobs? How do they get there? What what is that talking about? What does it mean, those big, huge blobs that have not fully assimilated into the magma? Okay. Well, some thought, well, maybe it's the uh, subduction zones, you know, maybe <clears throat> something happened and it's uh, thousands of millions of years of subduction zone process of maybe a continental landmass that got sucked down into the earth, deeper and deeper into the earth to where it's in that partially molten state at this point, a big molten blob, okay? It hasn't fully molten completely apart yet and blended in with the surrounding molten uh, areas. Same thing with Africa over there. Now, another explanation is they think maybe Thea was uh, like a smaller planet that slammed in the Earth, and, uh, you know, it disintegrated, and so there's a major chunk there, major chunk over there, and maybe some minor uh, pieces uh, here and there, and maybe it helped uh, in the process of all that, ejected something that became the moon, our moon. That's one theory, okay. <clears throat> so my theory, all those are plausible. You know, I recognize that. But in looking at Maldek that was exploded, what if there was major chunks of that planet Then instead of like Thea or something, that major chunks of Maldek are what and minor chunks that slammed into our planet here. We look at what slammed into the Yucatan Peninsula about 66 million years ago, if that's an accurate dating, but who knows. But it let itself to 
the immediate destruction of those immediate life forms, life in that area, the immediate area, but there's so much evidence now of the after effect singular impact that permeated uh, further and further outward, even up here in South Dakota, North Dakota, Montana, Wyoming, there and into Canada, hard evidence of that impact that happened down Yucatan created evidences all the way up here and even throughout the world that altered the Earth's climate. It became an extinction-level event, just that one impact that led to the demise of the dinosaurs. They could not adapt to the changing environment caused by that impact. And so when you think about the totality of that impact and all the things that, that went, that happened due to that impact, it stands to reason it would have been transformed into an extinction. It was for, the earth was forever changed because of that. So imagine you have two massive chunks of Maldek slamming into the earth and other chunks uh, and maybe Maldek's mantle, maybe parts of Maldek's core, maybe uh, ice chunks that were, used to be uh, oceans slamming into the earth. And whatever life was here, whatever form the earth had in its pristine shape before that became without form and void of life due to this massive impact from Maldek. See, that's a theory I'm working on that would make sense to me, that these massive chunks and minor chunks would have gone in a 360 direction and impacted even our Earth, impacted Venus. Um, Jupiter and Saturn, they're big enough to, you know, absorb that kind of impact, but um, I would speculate that caused, like, a forever changing environmental changes in those planets, too, but they're big enough to absorb it, but not, like, well, nothing ever happened here kind of thing. You know, it did happen. It made some changes, but not enough to maybe bring an extinction-level event in those respective planets. And I know they're gas giants, but <clears throat> what we tend to, tend to think is we're here on this planet and we think this is how life is everywhere else. <clears throat> we don't think that there could be some kind of life that could exist on a gas giant like Jupiter or Saturn. We, we just can't envision that because we're thinking in terms of our own life here on this planet, not in how something else might be. And again, that's where, like, Star Trek, Star Wars, and all these uh, sci-fi uh, TV shows, they can help us to imagine, even X-Files got in, into that kind of thing, uh, life, life that can exist in the most harsh environments on this planet. You know, you and I couldn't exist there, but there's different types of life forms, that that is their environment in those very harsh conditions that are harsh for us. But it's not harsh for them. They thrive there. <clears throat> but it's hard to imagine that. But, hey, it's there. It, it's happening. Okay, so why can't we imagine some kind of life form existing somehow on a gas, a gas giant, you know? Um, so anyway, so... <clears throat> you have a massive impact within these our four inner planets that rendered them dead, you know, but you had survivors. Now, I just recently became aware of a, a, I guess, a TV series. It's not on regular TV. It's one of those uh, other channels, but it's called 100. 
So I just got a, a, the gist, like a you know the the uh, trailer that they have for it, and it's like man, bingo, you know that's a huge bingo right there. So evidently, uh, in a short story, uh, they they got this big space station up there, and it's big enough to have families and and have. Uh, to have families and rear families, and they're still in contact with Earth, so they can travel back and forth. So they can moderate the population load. If it gets too many, they can put them back down, but back down to Earth. You know, the exchange and everything. But but it's a big enough space station to even have families and have regular lives up there. But what happens is there's a nuclear holocaust on the Earth, I guess, and everything is wiped out, <clears throat> and so they're the only ones that are left. Okay, in that space station. Well, it gets to the point where they get overcrowded because they can't, you know, interchange anymore because they don't know yet that the very hostile conditions down there on the surface, and and they're not ready yet to send a, a, a like a recon team to go down there to find out what's going on. Well, eventually, um, you get some bad get bad people going nuts, people doing bad things, you know on the space station, so they lock them up, and, but it gets overloaded. So they come up with a plan, finally, to send 100 of these these misfits down to the planet and to see what's going on, to see if it's habitable yet. So that's as far as I got with that trailer. But to me, that was like a big bingo. Exactly. So whatever the predominant uh, life form on Maldek, Mars, Earth, Venus, it would make sense if they had space technologies, they would have launched survivors out of space that if things go bad and if things are wiped out, they'd wait until they could possibly recolonize one or more of the planets. Well, I guess God chose this planet, <laughs> our planet, to restore it. Maybe it was the easiest one. I don't, I don't know why, but this planet was restored back to full function functionality. And so as they're observing this take place, they're observing, they've got their instruments on board, and they're observing that the planet is being restored and it's becoming habitable. So they send down teams to investigate. And at the point where, yes, we can colonize here. So in my opinion, it would make sense that that would be the origin of the four rivers mentioned in Genesis chapter 2. Definitely, I believe there was four physical rivers, but oftentimes in in the uh, creation account, <clears throat> it's like um, in in TV days, radio days, and de- definitely now in computer computer days with internet, they piggyback signals, multicasting. Okay, multicasting. They can piggyback back signals on top of other signals to maximize throughput through, you know, like a fiber optic or a copper cable or whatever it is to maximize the signals that get through and then decouple it all on the receiving end that makes sense so the messages go to where they're supposed to go and people then read read or uh, you know <laughs> read or uh, do their business or something it's just amazing when you think how fast today's internet is when you press that enter key and even if you have to wait a second but when you to get a response or even a few seconds or something. But when you think of all the interactions from your computer through all the networks, through the through, uh, server farms, through half the world's you know, trunks and everything, back to here, back over there, and then, then you get a response in one second. That just amazes me. And, I, I mean, all my career background is computers, but it still amazes me. 
how fast and how expansive this has all become. And this is just like the tip of the iceberg of where they intend to take it to become a prison planet, to use this technology then against us, to make it a prison for us, okay? So now that we're all used to the Internet, and now that a lot of people, businesses, are dependent upon it, that's when they're going to pull the rug on it and make it into a prison. If you want to get back and want to, you know, like what we learned, one of the things about the COVID pandemic is, you know, don't you want to get your life back? Well, if you do, you have to take this vaccine and you get back your life back, get your business going, get back there, get go back out in the public, take this vaccine, and you can have your life back. So if you want your business back, your life back, you have to sign on the dotted line, then we'll give you the Internet back. But by signing on that dotted line, you're going to sell your soul to Satan. That's what's coming up, folks. <clears throat> So when 5G, for example, when 5G comes to my, my neighborhood and the track phone that I'm using right now, I guess is what 4G technology, and they say, well, we're going to discontinue 4G and the model you have, you have to upgrade to this 5G model. Well, I'm sorry. Bye. I'm no longer your customer. I'm not going down that road. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <clears throat> so um, the Four Rivers... So the creation account in into chapter 2, and a lot of scriptures throughout the Bible have more than one meaning, have more than one layer of meaning, of interpretation, of depth to it, just like Jesus taught in parables, right? So if you like just hearing stories, you know, that's your thing, you know, it's a, kind of like a, um, <clears throat> you know, entertainment value. You hear stories today, we, you know, internet, um we go out, some people go out to bars, they go out to dances, they, they watch movies, you know, entertainment. We're all, we all enjoy some form of entertainment, right? <clears throat> and so they did too back then during Jesus' time. So Jesus is telling them parables, stories, right? And for the masses, that probably was fun, and Jesus oftentimes uh, fed them and healed them and did miracles and everything. So um, it was a good thing to hang out with Jesus, you know, get a lot of bennies. But they weren't his disciples, right? They weren't yet their disciples. They, the masses didn't have the desire to become a disciple of Jesus. They just wanted to benefit from what he had to give them. Okay, so they could continue to live their lives, right? But he was talking talking in parables. So we, on the backside of this, we understand that parables can have multiple layers of meaning to them, you know. And again, we can read a, a certain parable today and <clears throat> a year from now will gain a whole new, deeper, wider understanding of it. It doesn't mean that the parable changed. It means our <clears throat> our maturity, our interpretation has increased. <clears throat> Excuse me, fellas. I'm kind of got a <clears throat> scratchy throat here. So, <clears throat> oh, I got a, some water here. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> so, even as we study God's Word, folks, <clears throat> Um, we have to expect that there's there's going to be changes in understanding of God's word. Uh, you know, God's word is a living, living word of God. It's not static. It's not dead. It's not static. Um, it's living. It's alive. So as Jesus taught in parables and that we can gain further, <clears throat> you'll see that 
sometimes his disciples would pull him off the side and say, what did you mean by that? So he would go into a deeper explanation, but it's because they asked. They pressed into Jesus, and they wanted to know more what does this mean. And so as we were reading and studying God's Word, <coughs> we have to excuse me, take that same example. We can read it. Okay, well, what does this mean, Jesus? Who better than to go to the source, source of God's Word than Jesus himself, right? So we do rely on our teachers and preachers and everything. There's a lot of wisdom in the body of Christ that we can can gain from. But in the end, like good Bereans, right, they themselves went back to God's Word and did their own research, right, to see if these things are true. And especially nowadays with so much that can be faked on the Internet and then people uh, assume that that's true, right? And easily to be misled and other ways of misleading people uh, if they don't do their homework, you can't assume that everything on the computer is accurate and true. And, and of course, the governments of the world want to clamp down on disinformation and misinformation and fine and penalize and jail people that promote promote all that stuff. So if you're not on board the official narrative, you're going to be in trouble. Okay. <laughs> so basically we're saying if you don't believe our lies, we're going to throw you in jail and fine you into, into hell kind of thing, you know. <clears throat> What's true is, in in our fallen realm, what's truth depends on what side of the fence you are, are on, and we definitely want to be, as Christians, on Jesus' side of the fence so we can get the ultimate truth and not the false truth of the enemy of our souls that wants to drag us all down, kicking and streaming into hell for all eternity. We don't want that. <clears throat> okay, so the four rivers possibly a double meaning, not just the physical four rivers, but these four survivor groups coming down and colonizing the earth. And so they're, they're, they're setting up, they're colonizing, they're bringing their cultures, their language here, they're reestablishing themselves, <clears throat> and they're growing as God is continues to improve this planet. And remember, he's, he created uh, like in... Um, Fifth, fifth day, sixth day of like producing like, right? So there came a point where you can kind of put some of this stuff on autopilot, like producing like. God does not have to get directly involved in each seed of a tree or each grain of a wheat or each uh, birth of a baby lamb. doesn't have to get directly involved in it. He can put it on autopilot of like producing like. And yet he, he he's not um, subtracting himself from his creation. He's very much involved in every aspect, but he puts it on like producing like. I hope you understand what I'm saying. It was a brilliant, brilliant um, thing that he did there. And there, there's more to that story even, but <clears throat> as we get into day five and six, like producing like. So these for uh, alien groups, DNA, alien groups, DNA groups, the rivers of DNA, okay, they then further are able to take advantage of these improvements in the environment and their population groups expand. So maybe by the time, this is again conjecture, it's not thus saith the Lord, or if you don't believe what I tell you, you're going to hell, brothers and sisters. No. Okay, there's no way I would ever advocate that, folks. <clears throat> Not a, not ever, okay. 
Um, but there are some people out there that are like that. If you don't believe the Bible the way I believe, you're going to hell. That's their position, and I try to subtract myself away from people like that because they've got the wrong angle to this. They might be the ones that end up in hell because of their attitude towards others, you know. And they're basically shutting God's word off from the people that they supposedly are ministering to, okay? Or trying to, maybe not not even reaching out to anybody else. They're basically forming a cult unto themselves, right? A cult. We're the only ones that know the truth, and everybody else is liars and going to hell, kind of thing. And then one thing leads to another, and then you got a Jim Jones massacre, and in, in, uh, where was it? <clears throat> Guyana, I think it was. I remember watching that breaking live on TV. It was, what, November? Was it November of 78? It started breaking out on, on the news, maybe early December time period. Jim Jones in the Dallas Cult drinking the Kool-Aid, folks. Never drink the Kool-Aid. I don't care who it's coming from. I don't care who offers it. I don't care if it's your pastor that you trust with your life. You do not drink the Kool-Aid. Okay. Too many people drank the Kool-Aid dealing with this COVID pandemic thing, and now they're dead or they're maimed for life. They drank the Kool-Aid. Even from their own pastors and faith leaders, they drank the Kool-Aid, and they paid the price for it. You never drink the Kool-Aid. Okay? (laughs) Never. Okay. So even, um, I think it's a rock band called... Uh, I could be wrong in this, Accept, maybe. They were back, what, 70s, 80s when they came, first came out, but now there's uh, other band members that continue uh, the group. But they came out with this song, Don't Drink the Kool-Aid. It's a pretty good song, Don't Drink the Kool-Aid. You know, really good song. <clears throat> so even the worldly people can get it right, okay? Even the worldly people can, <laughs> you know, by gosh, by golly, spawn godly truths, right? And as we reach out to people around us to build on that, not to burn that bridge, but to build on that bridge of understanding to win more souls. So we're here on a mission, folks. And we are here to fulfill that mission. And as much as we want to go home, I understand that. Believe me, when I look at the world around me, the only comfort I sometimes get, like I said, is my garden, maybe working on the house, you know, things I can do <clears throat> here, or maybe helping somebody that needs help, the simple things in life. But at some point here, even those simple things are going to be removed from us. And then what? You see, so I know that my anchor has to be in Jesus, not in my garden, not in working on the house, not in my uh, working on computers, not my family, not, not, you know, not on the rapture. I'm going to be raptured out of here before ugly hits. My faith has to be anchored on Jesus in him and only him no matter what. So just like if you're a soldier in a war zone, they're shooting at you, your buds are getting blown up, shot up, shot up, blown up and stuff and it's hell on earth, but you're there on a mission, and you have to do your very best to complete that mission and then get back to home base. Because if you cut out before you accomplish your mission, if you go AWOL, they're going to throw the book at you. Now, for us, if we cut short our mission because we just don't want to do do the work, go through the difficulty, you know, being fired at, shot at, blown up, 
well, we'll get past the pearly gates, but our awards, our rewards awards will be less. I hope I'm making sense, folks. Now, when I talk about these topics, sometimes it's like mountaintops. Let's say uh, we got, there's five mountaintops over there, you know. So from a distance, it looks like there really would be really easy to uh, go there and explore those mountaintops. From a long distance away, they look kind of small. But uh, when you get up close and personal, they're pretty some really tall mountaintops here, and they're big mountains. And uh, it's going to take a while to climb up to that peak and then climb down and then go through the valley between number one, number two, and then climb up that, to that number two peak. and then climb. It's going to take some time. So that's like I could give you a five-minute version of some of these topics, but it would do you no good because it'd be missing the details that are necessary to understand these things to have a firm foundation of understanding. So I'd be doing you a disservice if I shrunk it down to a five-minute soundbite because <clears throat> you would not be properly equipped in the details. And that's what we're going to be facing here is they're going to overwhelm us with details. Then how are you going to have a successful intellectual counter uh, counter-argument when they overwhelm you with details that you know nothing about, you don't even know how it fits into God's word, you know, to, to even counter that kind of argument. And so you're left there with your mouth open. You can't even share anything with anybody because they've overwhelmed you. And with the frequencies, um, one of the past guests on John's show has talked about frequencies and everything. And I, Yeah, that's exactly it. They're going to overwhelm us our bodies, our souls, our spirits with frequencies, an overwhelming force of frequencies, 5G, 6G, and everything else under the sun that they can think of, they're going to attempt to overwhelm us. And with this uh, voice-to-skull technology, people will be like, some people will be euphoric, believing they're hearing from God. Yeah, I caught a word from God. But it's really that voice-to-skull technology. Or maybe I heard from our space brothers. Oh, you know, four billion light years away, they're talking to me. Okay. No, they're not talking to you. It's those shape-shifting reptilian freaks <laughs> and the reptilian lineage of Cain that are manipulating your mind. <laughs> it's going to get pretty bad, folks. It's going to get bad, so even the simple pleasures that we might have in this life will be no more. It will be hell on earth. So I am in, under no illusion, and neither should any of us, of where things are headed. But we're here on a mission, right, to try to save as many souls as we can. That's why we're, we're here in the game. And it's not to have a nice, comfortable retirement. I don't have a retirement package, folks. I'm living on the seat of my pants every day. If some disaster strikes, I'm SOL, my family's SOL, it's game over. Okay? And we don't make enough money to save anything. It all gets consumed by the you know, utilities and, and house payments. Just the normal everyday expenditures are eating everything up. I'm sure some of you know what I'm talking about. <clears throat> So this idea of, well, the, you know what, if you have the resources to live comfortably in your retirement years, you better 
wake up and smell the coffee because it's going to be ripped from you. So what happened to me back in that time period that I got my world ripped from me and stabbed in the stomach, stabbed in the back, believe me, I felt overwhelmed with venom. <laughs> Good thing. One of the things I learned from my mother and my parents is when the crap hits the fan, you go to work. <laughs> that was a the solution their day. I don't want to hear about your problems when they're growing up with their parents. I don't care what your problem is in. I don't want what you're crying and moping about. You get your butt out there and get to work, or you're not eating, and you're going to get your butt tanned. I'm going to take you behind the barn and get the bell down. You get out there and work. Because there's always something to do on the farm. And if you didn't do that, Good luck starving to death. And if you had brothers and sisters, they'd be gladly to take your portion. If you didn't like what was dished out that night, they'd be more than happy to share your portion with themselves if you didn't want to eat it. Okay? Go right ahead and not eat it. I'll eat it for you. Okay? Because times were tight even back then, and you were thankful to have whatever food you have, even if you didn't like it. You were thankful to have it. Today we mope and grope and whine and everything because we're so spoiled. But we're, some people are coming to that realization to be thankful for anything to eat. Okay, We're at that point now. Millions of Americans are going hungry. I personally know people that are going hungry. And I know one who's homeless. And I can't do anything about it. I don't have the financial resources to help them. And it breaks my heart. It really does, folks, because if I had the financial resources, if I was a millionaire, I have 401K, I'd gladly cash it out and help them get reestablished here in South Dakota. It never shut down uh, during the pandemic. It stayed open. There might have been a town or a city that temporarily shut down when there was a hot spot, but then would open up later on once it subsided. But the state never shut down as a state. Consequently, for those states that shut down, their businesses, their employees out of work, businesses shut down, a massive loss across the board. And so the any businesses that wanted, wanted to remain in the game and viable, they saw an opportunity here in South Dakota. A lot of them are moving here. And other the few other states that remained open and viable, they're moving to those progressive states. And so the economy here is still is actually expanding. There's more jobs than there are employees. If you're out of work, if you have the financial means to get here to South Dakota and in, even here Rapid City, I will personally help you get linked up with job service and other uh, places that help people uh, get jobs and get uh, housing, all that kind of thing to get you set up. I'll do whatever I can but I just can't offer you any financial funds at this time. But I can help in other ways. <clears throat> okay, But that doesn't have to be through me. Um, for example, the homeless shelter in Rapid City, they do an excellent job of putting a roof, a bed, a roof, uh, meals, and give you a stipend, uh, money stipend to go to a thrift store and buy yourself some decent clothes, you know, if you've got some bad clothes. So that you can go, when you go out in interviews, you look good, you look clean, you know, you look employable. They're, they're very progressive, and they help you get connected with uh, uh, job job service places, you know, where you can apply for jobs and and get out there, you know. 
and and get get your life back together. But on the flip side of all this, folks, we know that the global economy, by design, is going to crash and burn. They're going to force it to happen one way or the other, and war and all their business. And so that would impact the United States economy, obviously, and all the nations of the world. Well, even if that weren't to happen, the United States is well on its own path of financial mass destruction, right? And so that would then impact South Dakota. So, you know, South Dakota is not isolated from the rest of the nation, what's going on. So whatever happens on a national basis impacts South Dakota. So even though the economy is expanding, things are looking good, right? People are optimistic. That could be short So, folks, So if anybody were to move here, you have to understand that it might be short-lived, but it would give you an opportunity to, at the moment, get some of your life back together for a few moments. Why? To live the American dream? No, because the American dream is an American American nightmare. It's so you can serve Jesus a little bit longer. I don't do this to offend anybody, folks. If I've tripped anybody or confused anybody, I sincerely apologize. I don't do these shows. In fact, sometimes I think of not doing the shows because I don't want to trip anybody up or confuse or damage somebody's faith. I don't do these shows to do those things. I want your faith to be anchored solid in Jesus and his word. Amen. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, thank you, Lauren. <laughs> Praise God. Very interesting, as always. And uh, tonight is Wednesday, February the 28th. We'll see you at the Friday night prayer vigil. I make it that far <laughs> at 7 p.m., Lord <laughs> yeah. willing. God bless you all for <laughs> joining us tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, this, you. Is a, this is a rough week. God bless you all. Thank you all for joining us. See you yeah. Friday. Um, Lord willing, 7 p.m., the prayer vigil. We need to pray. Lots of pray, 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 pray. Hallelujah. All right. Well, anyway, God bless you. Amen. All right. Thank you. See you all then. Thank you, Lord. Yep.
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.